Hey guys, long time no see. Dilo, what is up? Oh yeah, so I I went to Washington expecting to be the president's media czar. But after I showed Donald some of my recent landscaping projects, you know, I was just showing him some photos from my phone, he thought my skills would be put to much better use building the wall. So believe it or not, I'm heading down to Mexico next week to break ground on what's sure to be like a, a many-year project. What? Yeah, no. No I think what's... it might be multi-decade. What? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, it's a big border. It, yeah, it's crazy. I don't. It just kind of happened, you know. Donald and up, Donald and I were were up late one night, like he usually is, and I, I, honestly, I don't really know how he does it. He's like up all the time. The dude never sleeps. Anyway, we were composing and revising antagonistic tweets meant to discredit and belittle the New York Times when he <laughs> oh, asked yeah, yeah. what I like to do in my spare time around the house. So I just showed him some photos of the landscaping work that I've been doing the past few years. I showed him my retaining wall, my brick pathway and some trees I planted and you know, some nice garden beds. And, you know, he was just especially interested in the post and plank retaining wall that I built last summer. So when he saw that picture of the wall, it just snapped. And he just said to me, D-Lo, I need you to build that wall for me. This wall is going to be huge. The bad hombres are going to pay for it. D-Lo. And that was it. Donald's just like that, man. He just like makes these decisions. He doesn't really think them through. Uh, the guy is what? just like so huh, impulsive. That seems weird. I mean, yeah. I thought he was like so level-headed. No, he has no idea of the ramifications of his decisions. Like, if he, he doesn't even know he's president, honestly, um, well, he I just mean, gets. Yeah, well, yeah. he kind of knows that, but he just gets an idea in his head and he just goes with it. You're gonna go help him build that wall. Yeah, again, Yeah, I'm building a wall. I don't know much about large-scale engineering projects or project management or you know stuff like that. But then again, no one in his administration knows what they're doing anyway, so I figure I'll fit right in. Uh, I got some books from the library on civil engineering, uh, specifically with an emphasis on seismic resistance and thermodynamic warping because, you know, it's pretty hot down there on the Mexican border. You got to make sure that your wall is not going to melt in the sun. Oh, yeah. Uh, POD, you might know about this stuff, being from Mexico yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And being an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know why he didn't tab you for this, but, you know, he liked my pictures on my phone and he doesn't really know what he's doing. So he just, D-Lo, build the wall. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm happy to get on back on the show so quickly. I've got a little bit of time back here, uh, but it might be a while before I can get back up here for another show. So no. well, well, ho- it's great hopefully, to have you, you know, back, they'll man. give you a break from time to time so you can come on up. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, man. I hope so. And, and hopefully they give you a nice hotel room down there on the border. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a really exciting time. Uh, it's just a monumental project. We're going to make a great America, you know, uh, lovely. Um, <laughs> make anyways, America lovely yeah. again. Anyways, Disco, let's start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yo! Junaid Special 41, Daoud. I don't think you need the jello bunny pop if you got some of them little brandy out in a little nub nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Woohoo! Woohoo! Meow, meow. 
Coming to you live from the Bobby Walters studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. It is the trail show, and we are live at our South Boulder telecasting complex, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The trail show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over half a million times in 150 plus countries across the globe. Special. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. Before we set the table for today's mega, mega, mega show. Mega. Oh, oh nice yeah. Get the we have a plethora of in-studio guests we must introduce first. Oh, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen. They were taping a special across the hall. In studio this month are masters of the San Diego Trans County Trail, a.k.a. the San Diego C2C route. John Cactus McKinney and Sam Aru Mills. Wow, that's a hell of an introduction. Hey, thanks to both of you for being on tonight's show. We can't wait to pepper you with questions about the SDTCT. And also real pepper. It's fun. Yeah. Yes. yeah well, we, we can't wait to give you answers. Thanks for having us. Yeah. What were you guys taping across the hall? We were taping Dog Agility. Wow. Dog oh. Agility. Yeah. That. Is that nice. going to be on the Discovery Channel or is that on... It, uh, it's highly competitive. ESPN probably. Maybe, oh. maybe the, the Ocho. Ocho? Yeah, the Ocho. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh. I was thinking ESPN. That's tough to get on the Ocho. Could be on Deportes. Depends on if there's anyway. any chihuahuas or not. That's true. Uh, no one? The noble breed. Nobody? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, that was uh, a terrible joke. Yeah, it oh, it's a little bit racist, uh, too, I think. Okay, very Chihuahas. good. So, since we do have a mega, mega big show today. <laughs> P.O.D., can you set the table and let us know what it's we'll be serving up? Table. Yes, we, it's a giant table here. Um, we've got... We've got some pretty it's unique huge. trail news today. We've also got trail news mailbag. Yes. <laughs> that sound effect makes me think about Trevor Noah, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> um, makes me think about dancehall reggae music, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we've got our, our trail of the month with these guys at the other end of the table. Yeah. Uh, we've got some audio from uh, Out of Order. Oh, right. Yeah. Let's see if he's made it out of uh, Italy yet or France or wherever he is. I don't know. <laughs> we've got some our listeners got are our, not going to like that. <laughs> That's for you, the onion. We've got trail <laughs> tips. We've got a whole cooler full of ice because the onion's not here to take it from us. So much ice. We've got uh, a trail tip. We've got a really unique uh, gear review. Oh, it's so it's good. I'm excited for it. iTunes top five. And we have two, actually three, beer-related interviews. Wow. One, including our in-studio guests, and we got two Skype calls. We're going to be talking to Perrin Brewing. We're going to be talking to Sam Adams. And uh, we're going to be talking to one of our in-studio guests about some very special selections. We've got some media to review. Uh, we've got some mailbag. And I think we have some Ask a Hiker questions. And we might even talk about hiking with a dog. Like I said, oh, it, I've been looking forward to that might. one for <laughs> so we'll long now. It, we've got a lot on the table. It's going to be a really big, big, big show. All right, now without further ado, let's get right into Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Take it away, Mike. 
Uh, let's see. Tonight, I think we'll, we have so many yes, beers of this month. I'm just going to start with the one in my hand that has a very short label that ha- doesn't have too many things for me to read. And that is the Sam Adams Hopscape, which is a wheat ale brewed with West Coast hops. Unlike your traditional West Coast beer, this is a very mellow New England style IPA. And by New England style, if I may quote Jennifer, whose last name I don't know, who is a master brewer at Sam Adams. In we'll Boston, be talking to her later on the show, D-Lo. Yeah, I don't know what she told me about the Hopscape, but it's pretty good, and I like it, and it's, it's mellow. It's mellow. I think you could have like one or two of these at lunch while you're on a ski holiday in the great sure. state of Colorado and uh, get back out there and shred the gnar in the afternoon. And oh, we it's also, all about shredding that gnar. We also have the hel- uh, Greatest Hellas from Sam Adams, so they sent us two seasonal selections. We'll be talking with one of their brewers a little later. We also have from Shovel and Stumble from Perrin Brewing in Michigan. They sent us beer for December, I believe. They and sent it was us so, good. so much, so great beer. And yeah. and they sent us some more because the poop your pants wasn't out yet. So Which he is wanted, the best name ooh, for a porter that is. I've ever heard it, in my it's life. It's a chocolate bock special. Yes. I, it's a chocolate you, you know, I don't even need a reason, okay? Yes. It's, and, and it's the best name. There's 10 of them in that cooler right yeah, there. So so he's, go crazy. He, sent a, he wanted to send that, and he's like, well, and then there was some room in the box. I threw this in and that in. and that. Long story short, they sent us a ton of beer. Now, some of that beer may have already be- disappeared. It may be mm, gone already. I can neither so confirm nor deny. It's a long time to wait. I understand, guys. <laughs> I understand. But uh, so we have that, and then also, uh, Dr. Dre hikes sent us some beer. Dr. Dre. He's about Gosh. to move to Maui, and he was like, "I might as well just send out some beer before I move to Hawaii." So he said, nice, nice, good idea. So we've got all of this beer good to get idea. into. Plus, Aru brought us some very special selections because he works oh. for a dis- distributor. So. What Let's a, talk about we, this. A, well, wait, he's going to talk about that yeah, during his time. We'll, we'll I just want to let him talk about that. About that. Okay. I just want to say that one of Aru's beers, two of Aru's beers have um, very dainty ribbons tied around the neck they of the do. bottles. Some might call that twine. Super special. Very beautiful. So special. I'm, I'm a special, actually. So if you don't like hearing about beer, this is not going to be your show. Yeah, you might want to fast forward. <laughs> to a the lot. end. <laughs> yeah. No, it, we got to, real quickly, we got to talk about this nowhere in particular. Batch number 006 double IPA with Australian hops. This is as a hop head, I got to say this is a delicious beer and you would never guess that it's over 9% ABV. It goes down way too smooth. Cactus tell us about Tell us about this I, beer, man. I actually liked it too and I hate hoppy beer. It's uh it's good. <clears throat> like you said it's it's uh it's very well balanced. Um it's made nowhere in particular brewing. Uh they're kind of a, a nomad uh brew team. They don't have a facility of their own, so they do contract brewing. This particular batch was made in a Fort Collins brewery. Okay. And, uh, FCB. Yeah. It's a small batch. There's only 300 cases of it in the state of Colorado. Yeah. There we've got two of those cases right here. Well, yeah. two of the beers. So oh, do, do the they beers. travel around in like a bus or something? <laughs> a, a, a short bus, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're a really fun uh, group of guys, and um, they make some really good beers. And their thing is that they do small batches, and it changes every month. And so they never brew the same beer twice. So oh, if, if, oh, cool. you, if you become a fan of that brewery, you know, you're going to get something new every every time. Sweet. God. That's pretty cool. I would love to, ha- they, to for this to stick around forever. This is excellent. Do they only distribute in Colorado? No, they, they're multi-state. Um, but in Colorado, they're distributed by a Tivoli Distribution Company. So they're they're all over the place. Do, do you guys do like a, uh, can you sign up to get some of their beer like every every month? 
Uh, no. <laughs> that, that no. particular like, What do you mean, that, like, yeah. have someone deliver free beer to you? No, no. What are we no, talking like, about? No, like, you know, like, they've yeah. got, like, the, that why like, you the do Dollar this? Shave Club and, like, the, you know. Mail order beer? You get those, oh, like, boxes of stuff yeah. for different beer industries or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, it's so like a, almost like a Beer of the Month Club. But, yeah. like, since they only do a beer once and it's once a month, I mean, like, that'd be kind of a cool. Yeah, it, it the direct marketing thing would would be awesome. Um, it's just done in such small batches that you're just gonna have to enjoy it where you can find. It'd be it. great. I could get a box well, if of beer. If you guys start and that could, out, I'll take my three percent fee. Yeah, they 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 could send me like a six pack and six tampons once a month, and that would be great. And six what? Tampons. Hey now. Yeah, that'd be great. Beer, <laughs> beer and no, tampons. No one's ever. Yeah. Pa- I've go. never heard of that pairing. That's a pretty cool club idea. I right think there. it's the great. Beer and tampons. It's like, hey, club, right? you know, you're bloated and your back hurts and your uterus uh. is cramping. Have some beers and you'll feel better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes I sense. I think it's a great idea. I, I, I think you're onto something. We you, should, yeah. you should definitely charge your three percent for that as well. I we should, should pitch it to uh, to Shark Tank. Let's do it. Okay. Let's I think on, that we need a cupcake in it. Ooh. Yeah. And maybe a nice bar of chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And maybe <laughs> bringing it home. Instead of whacking the vacuum tubes, we're gonna uh, whatever you do with an air horn, we're gonna That's blow right. it. All yeah, right, we're gonna blow that air okay. horn. I digress. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, Special Forty One, take it away. All right. So we actually have a number of things we're gonna cover this uh, this month in this episode. Um, we're going to start off with one that's uh, kind of sad. Oh, another Debbie no. Downer? Come on, special. What's what's going on, man? Hey, man, I, I don't make the news. I just report it. Okay. All right. So uh, there was a gentleman who was, uh, he's like an eco-activist, and he was going to walk across the U.S. to try to like raise awareness for uh, global warming. And uh, he's like a poet, seemed like a cool dude. He's walking barefoot. He'd actually walked across the U.S. once before with shoes, but he wanted to do he wanted to up do the it ante. again, and he, you know he was trying to like raise oh. money for uh, for yeah. I, I mean, literally, he was trying to up the ante in terms of like trying to raise some money for some good environmental causes and stuff like that. Anyway, he was unfortunately struck and killed <gasps> by a motorist while walking. Oh my god! Along the uh, the side of the road in uh, Florida, right? Oh. Florida. Yeah. Uh, was Western that where he Florida. was starting? Uh, he had already been on the okay. the road for like several weeks, um, so I think he had. He'd started out a little bit further north up the eastern seaboard, and it was kind of like coming down and then swing. But yeah, so really unfortunate. Uh, and, and it was kind of weird because one of the, so like the last image that he posted was eerie in its like foreshadowing or whatever. Because he took a, took a photo of some spray paint on the road, and it looked like some sort of, uh, you know, when they mark the utilities for yeah. some construction mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was just a yellow arrow kind of pointing Whoa. away oh my and God. underneath the arrow it just said killed oh, wow. and at the bottom of the frame are his like toes poking into the frame right Whoa. it's like the last thing that he posted that's creepy so yeah it was like pretty pretty freaky and just Whoa. incredibly sad because he seemed like he was just a really cool dude that was you know just trying to do his little part yeah so, wow so we uh we our condolences to his friends and family well, tip a tip a beer to that guy. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Here, here. Yeah, yeah, and walking barefoot on pavement. I know. I mean, Good road walking is the most brutal form of hiking you can do, in my opinion. And and to do it barefoot is just like, yeah, that's tough. That is tough. That's tough. So, all right. Uh, in other news, uh, we have the there's a Utah congressman who's not. Orrin Hatch. What? D'Lo? But <clears throat> but he is also really interested in our hey, public hey, lands. Hey, son, Hafez. 
Yeah, so right. he, uh, this is, <laughs> it's an amazing pronunciation. <laughs> um, I thought it was just Jason Shavitz, but oh, I, I, I could be wrong. Hafez. Okay, yeah, so I stand corrected. Uh, P.O.D., correct case, me if I'm brutalizing the Spanish. I, is he, is, is it a Hispanic name? Jason's not. Jason, Jason certainly not. Shafetz, I, it, it how's it spelled? I, it's C-H-A-F-F-E-T-Z. I that thought it was more like Spanish. German maybe it's, or Austrian uh, or something like F-F that. F-F does not exist. I just thought I'd yeah. pronounce it Spanish. How would you roll an F? Well, there is no double Do F. But I mean, if <laughs> there was one. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can fart. That's what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> I, I opened the door and nobody walked through it. I had to do it myself. Um, so anyway, yeah, he introduced uh, two bills, um, H.R. 621 and H.R. 622. H.R. 621 sought to dispose of about 3.3 million acres um, of federal land in the western U.S. And uh, this is an int- a bill that he's actually introduced like five times before. Um, so it's hmm. like one of those they, they keep trying to do it sort of a deals. There's pretty big social media outlets and like... You know, people were calling, and, and so he eventually announced on Instagram with a nice little photo of him in camo with his dog uh-huh, that I he was that. a proud gun owner and a, and a hunter, and so he was going to keep it public, hashtag. Um, and so he's withdrawing H.R. 621, which sought to dispose of those 3.3 million acres. That's a lot of acres. It's, it, it is a lot of acres. The um, size of Connecticut, it is. correct me if I'm now, wrong. I, yeah. I, w- I will say that, that a lot of the acreage that I think that they were trying to get rid of was stuff that's primarily BLM that was used for, like, pasture lands. But still, these are public that lands. doesn't matter. You know, this is, like, our American lands. They belong to everybody, and it's just a ridiculous idea to try to privatize or these lands or sell them I off. Just, I just want to uh, emphasize that when Junaid says, when Special here says that they belong to everybody, that means anybody can go there. Yeah. You can camp there, and you can live there for 14 days. <laughs> and then, then you've got to move. Or you, more, <laughs> depending on how well-traveled <laughs> it is. Yeah, but like then you got to like, feet. yeah, so you, <laughs> yeah. Can just, you can just live there. It's kind of like homesteading, but not really because you can't really construct yeah, permanent structures. But you right. can just and go there and... Stay and and you know the thing the thing to me is is this like if you want to go live out your fantasy of like the wild west and being like striking out on your own you can still do that but the place that you do that in this country are all public lands and without without those public lands for us to be able to go out and find adventure and test our our metal against the elements and stuff like that and that's a, i feel like just a fundamental kind of an american thing right and so the idea of of taking these lands that belong to all of us and and getting rid of them for mining or grazing or coal or logging it just doesn't make any sense to me do you want to play? Do you want to click play on that video that you've been waving around in your iPad? Oh, I'm not actually going to. I'm not actually going to. Which has Jason Chaffee there with the. He looks like he's got a lot of I, people right behind him. They're all, they've got notebooks. There's like people asking questions. It is a rather cameras. dramatic photo. It's super dramatic. I'd love to just hear you click play. No, for just we're not a, doing I, that. I, I I don't. I'm not actually set up for audio. You know okay. what? What we might That's do fair. is uh, we, no worries, we might man. we might post something about this yeah. on. Absolutely. On Facebook, we might, uh, might. Maybe you, know, you could we'll, link we'll that YouTube happens. video because Jason Chaffez looks like a handsome young man. He's got he is kind a of lot of people behind him. He's in a hall in Washington no D.C. somewhere. He doesn't have his rifle or his dog with Next him. Next so. news yeah. item. Okay, so moving on. So part B of 
this story is that he is that so he, he withdrew this HR six twenty one, but he did not withdraw HR six twenty two, which is the one that seeks to remove all of the enforcement power from the Bureau of Land Management and from the Forest Service. So it's basically the one that, that would gut them of their of all of their power, right? To to do anything. Um, and so mm-hmm. this, this to me is actually the one that was more important and like the fact that they introduced them both at the same time and then dropped this one that he's introduced five times before that was frankly, I think, just a political ploy. Yeah. Right? They like put up, he put them both up so that, the, it, so that he could, when everybody got up in arms about it, he could drop the first one, let the second, the second one, one that was really meant to do the real damage of gutting and eroding the Forest Service and the BLM. Really? And, then, and so th- that one is still active. So, you know, if when this show uh, actually goes to, to air, if it is still active, I encourage everybody that cares about public lands remaining public to reach out to their local, um, cons- you know, representatives and let them know that they they want to keep public lands public and to not gut the enforcement of these agencies okay so that's uh that's about as political as i'm going to keep it on on this episode of the trail show is there anything you want to say about donald trump before you move on to the next news item who's that who in (laughs) other news um i don't know if has anybody here been to uh to havasupai no, Never. I haven't. No? Nah. Okay, so it's a pretty beautiful spot. I actually took a group down there when I was guiding, and it's, I got to tell you, it's a gorgeous place. Um, it, it, it does suffer from some serious overcrowding and, like, yeah. environmental degradation. Poop. Um, uh, however, uh, they did just announce a new reservation system um, that is online. Before, you had to call onto a phone line, and, like, maybe you'd be able to get through and... Uh, it was pretty difficult. People would literally spend like all day um, trying to call in and just getting busy signals. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because it's extremely are, popular, it fills up like really. Are they fast. going online, man? Are they taking it to the World Wide Web? That's what they're doing. Yeah, so it's automated. It's online. If you want to go it. to Havasupai, you now go online to do it. There's Incredible. A, a website. Uh, I think they contracted with like one of those companies that does like web or uh, campground reservations like mm-hmm. all over the country. Oh yeah, like so. D America. D Load yeah, I, I Reserve America I think it might have been that D Low. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, com, baby. So. Um, however, I, I, I just for fun went ahead and checked on online to see like Ah. how quickly, uh, some of the periods had filled up. And what I did is I just tried to find, I just like went and did a bunch of Tuesday and Wednesday night, like single night campouts, you know, um, in all through July and like August, all the way up through like October. (laughs) And like, there's pretty much nothing. It's already filled up. They anticipated that it was going to fill up within like a a, a month of even on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, huh? Yeah. Like through the, through the main portion of the season. So I went all the way up until my birthday at the end of October and didn't see like anything. There was a few days here and there where it was like, there is one spot available. <laughs> so, so I, I want to actually, can, can we talk about that for a little bit if I may distract you? Yeah. So I think that's actually a great um, service that a lot of these uh, campgrounds offer, you know, especially the national parks. They allow people to reserve ahead of time online as a space to camp and whatnot. But what happens if... It's all full. Like how there's only so many spots. Like how does one ever get in there? You know, it, you don't. Yeah, it's, you got to keep trying. I mean, that's and, that's, yeah, and, you, that's, and that's kind of what it comes down to. It's like there's only so many people, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the whole like trying to do the raft trip down the Grand Canyon. You know, like 
everybody wants to do it. If they let everybody that wanted to do it go down, it would be they, like it would uh, literally be ruined yeah. in like a month. Yeah, right? there'd be poop and, everywhere. And I got to tell you, yeah. like having already been down in Havasupai, like I'm kind of glad that they've gone to this system because I feel like it might be a little bit easier for them to limit the number of people. Um, this is where I feel like a raffle might be a little bit more um, serve a little bit more justice to people because. When you try and just get online and there's nothing available, it's very discouraging. But if you had a, if you could enter in a raffle and say, "These are my dates," you know, enter yeah, in the raffle, system. a lottery system. I think it's a, there's a little bit more equity. Uh, it's a little more equitable. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know. Pod and I had we. So if you want to go and hike the wave, oh uh, yeah, which yeah. is a very famous rock uh, formation, formation yeah. down in southern southern Utah. Did I get that is right? Is it actually in Arizona? I think on the like right in that little tiny. Yeah, it's right on the border. Yeah, it's, it's right like, on the Utah Arizona border. But yeah. what the BLM does down there is the it's a lottery system. So every day you have to show up at like eight a.m. or whatever it is now, mm-hmm. and you know there's like fifty, sixty people in the room depending on the, you know that's what it was when we were there. And gosh, you know we put our name in the hat and they only give out twelve spots every day. Yeah. And then. What would happen is if you didn't get a spot and you came back the following day, then you would get like two lottery tickets in the hat. Uh, and and okay. if you didn't get that spot, then on the third day, you get three lottery tickets. So POD and I went three days in a row and we got nothing. Oh, man. But that's fair, but it's still fair. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, is it? So is it fair? I, I, I don't think it's fair. I feel like there's kind of like t- sort of a hybrid system that I, I think works well that I've seen other places do, which is that you can do. Like, they allowed 90% of their reservations to be f- done online in advance. I but, wrote a but, letter to my but congressman But they reserved, special. like, 10% to be, for like, just for the walk-in people or whatever. And I, I feel like that's, that, that kind of is a good way to go. Like, some, some amount of reservations and some amount of, like, yeah, on the spot. I, I like so. the idea of the people being there getting first dibs because that's some skin in the game. It's like that's right. That's you rolled right. all the way out there. You're like, I really want to be here. Well, but I mean, like, but I may have driven you know five ten hours to be here, and I know that if I can't be here, there's other things that I can do around here, and I've and I've made alternative plans. You know, I, I think though I think for a cool. lot of people, it's it's tough. Like if you if you got a family and yeah, you have to go a long ways, and let's say you're like low income. You're gambling your vacation, right? Like yeah. you can't drive like you're. So don't do that. Do something that's more stable, right? That's more of a sure shot. Well, sure, yeah, like, but I mean, like, like that means, but that kind of limits where people can go, then, right? I mean, like if you can't yeah. go to a like it, it we I don't mean, have to go to have a spa. Like, let's say, go let's to say like, you're like some nice young you family can go to and some like Boulder you got some autistic kid some who won't shut up about Havasupai. You can go to Chautauqua, right? You can go right outside Havasupai. You can go into Havasupai for the day, right? You don't have to just better yet. You actually can. Yeah, you can go down there just as a day hike. Yeah, and then you can camp out on the BLM land. That's public. Thank you, Jason Chaffet. <laughs> you know I, that's well, going to remain public forever. Thank you, Jason Chavez. Thank you, Orrin even Hatch. if the BLM is defunded. Thank you, Jason Chavez. Well, I have It'd full confidence that he is going to withdraw six twenty two. I got to whack the tubes. All right, all right, all right. So onward and upward. Uh, this isn't necessarily trail news; more like beer news. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, this is the beer, beer. episode. So beer's good. Sierra Nevada um, had to do a pretty big recall. Oh, oh yeah. I heard about this. Yeah, so they, there's like some sort no. of... 
Some sort of inspection in one of their brewing facilities um, revealed a small mechanical flaw that could, that can in like one in 10,000 bottles result in a small chip of glass breaking off and falling inside the the dealio. So it's actually a 30 state, a 36 state recall. um, And it's mostly East Coast and uh, the Southern portion of the country. Uh, so we're we're actually clear here we're in safe, Colorado, so. okay, um, and most of the West Coast is as well. Uh, but it affects their uh, let's see some their of my pale favorites: ale, pale ale, oh. their beer camp golden IPA, the oh. sidecar orange pale ale, no. the torpedo extra IPA, the oh. tropical torpedo, oh. the nooner, oh. the hop hunter, oh. and Otrevez. Oh. So yeah, Otrevez is nice. The company is based in Chico. Um, so the which is not in the Sierra Nevada mountains, by the way. Yeah, well, ladies and just gentlemen, like, so much, just no. like Coors isn't in the Rocky Mountains. Oh yeah, so. you're right. what? How like dare the you? Foot, uh, it's at the uh, foot. Take of the it mountains. back. This is pretty close. I'm gonna have to bleep that. Well, I I, I like a, a one in ten thousand chance. So what we should do is find out where they're destroying all of this. Beer. Yes, I am with <laughs> you. That's kind of how I feel yeah, too. Yeah. I'm with you. We are going there. I mean, we're going to take a trail show, um, field trip. <laughs> well, to uh, where did you so say this? I actually, was? Had, I actually had a different idea. Southern I was USA? going to invite Sierra Nevada to send all of that beer to us. Uh, yes. And what we'll do is we'll individually test them out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll pour them through like a coffee a filter. filter. Dude, yeah. Just, just to make sure. To just to make sure. You I'll know. be drinking Sierra Nevada we'll, for the next uh, we'll 10 see years. What I'll just be drinking I've a filter. filter. So. So I've never heard my mouth referred to as a coffee filter, but yes, we'll we'll pour them through a coffee filter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure <laughs> and, we can we'll figure out something. And we've got so. an inn with Sierra Nevada, so we might be able to. And work so yeah, guys, right. send it our way. We'll make we'll we'll do like a just a scientific test to yeah. see like if it's actually one in ten thousand. Honestly, if you just small, swallow a small shard of glass, it's not really going to cause that much pain. I and mean, suffering. what's the worst that could happen? It just like might cut your esophagus. You'll just, I mean, it's, it's just no like some deal. internal That's bleeding. It's no big deal, death. man. Yeah, yeah it's I not mean, gonna like, it's worse than bleeding. Yeah. If you're going to die, the shard of glass would be really big and you'll see it. If it's small, you'll just swallow it. Bring it back, baby. Bring it back. All right. Hey, listen, I'm. I'm sure that some new FDA rules are going to come out soon that'll allow them to put I'm that sure. glass guys, laden beer guys, on the shelf. So me and my okay. kids, we swallow shards of glass all the time. So, <laughs> um, so from one Sierra Nevada story to another. Oh, actually, I, I should I should finish up one more thing about that. Um, there's uh, the brewery that was affected is the one in Mills River. Um, so if you look at your beer uh, and you see an M, then those are the beers that have been recalled. If you look at it and there's a little C. That's the stuff that's from Chico, and that stuff's all good. Okay. So Sweet. So that's, that's the lowdown. Uh, yeah, so in other Sierra Nevada news, the Sierra Nevada of the, oh, yeah. mountain the mountains fame, um, is experiencing some fantastically large snowfall right now. Yeah. This is actually the biggest snowpack in 22 years, baby. Good luck. Good luck, PCT so, yeah, hikers. Yeah, 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 good luck, so. PCT PCT hikers. Yeah. It's, it, and you know what? If you start in early April this year, you're going to be completely f***ed. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. Don't bother. No, I mean, like in all reality, it's going to be a huge snow year, but you, you never know. And, and, and I've, I've always said that it really doesn't matter if you're walking over two feet or 20 feet of snow because you're on top of it, right? So, I mean, like... If the snow conditions on the surface are bad, eh, if the, the snow can the river crossings though matter if it's two feet or twenty feet. They do, but they don't matter if you're doing your river crossings like first thing in the morning. Well, what stuff. if you have right. to? What if right. you have to drop down like a ten foot snow bank to get into your river that's yeah. like six 
six so. feet deep to swim across, you might uh, not. All, all I'm going to say is, like, don't let there, anybody but. freak you out too much about big snowpack. You're going to die. It does mean you'll have to walk over <laughs> more of it rather than, like, you like more miles of it. But, you know, it's, I like it. I like snow travel. I think it's but fun. But maybe it's yeah. a good year to think about hiking something different. Or, or southbound. Yeah, or southbound. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might not be a bad year to intentionally do a flip-flop hike. Or, um, oh, true. or like a, a, a piecemeal so. through hike of this, where you hike <laughs> deserts early. And then but wait a minute, you know? do, do flip-flop hikes actually count? Oh, God, special? here we go. I heard they don't we're count. We're going to talk about I heard that they're later. Invalid. Disco, we're going to well, talk about I mean, that later. Listen, on our newest if, you didn't, if you didn't hike my hike, your hike's invalid. Okay. Excuse okay. me, la- ladies hiker, and gentlemen. Nobody's. Uh, special so. stop. Just stop. <laughs> We're going to talk about this later on in our in our new, newest segment, the WTFFKT. We're oh, going to talk about that later. De- so, debuting okay. a new segment later. Yes, that's we? right. Okay. We're going to call there's it. Not it, it it's there's not enough content on the show. It's going to be right at the end of the new segment. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that he's, tonight. He, okay. He's excited, so he's, the WTF he's getting into FKT. it. That's right, ladies and so, gentlemen. Uh, but anyway, yeah, big snow snowpack Sweet. in the high Sierra. It uh, doesn't really mean that it's going to be like the end of the drought problems for California, but for Northern California, looking pretty good. It could um, also just no, stop D-Lo. snowing. It could also just stop snowing. It could, but even at this point, they're already going to be above a normal snow year. So even if they didn't, and there's actually, yeah. as of this taping, there's there's uh, a storm on the way. So um, anyway, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's always nice when California gets good snow. That's right. Yep. I've got a couple news items. Wait, wait, I'm not done. wait, wait. oh, sorry, not done. please. Sorry. I thought we were going for an extended show here. We, we are. are. Uh, I've got lots of news. He's got more what news. You, what are you doing please. here? What are you doing? What are you Jason doing? Chavez. Wait, <laughs> wait. Uh, we've moved way past Chavez. Okay, we've we've moved past Chavez. We're we're off of that dude, and we're on to this woman. Okay. Oh, that All sounded right. bad. Hey, man. <laughs> it's a oh, family oh, friendly show. Oh, do tell! Show. I say, <laughs> I'm so excited. You see, I've become okay. a very hot Are we under the Grand Canyon lady? No, no, we're not oh, even close. God. So, <sighs> I'm going to get another beer. All right, could you get me one too? Yes, I'll take. I'm actually going to have one of those hop ones. That, that was the hopscape. The hopscape. Yeah, those are quite lovely. They get really better towards the end. They do, and I tell you what, after you've had four or five of them, they get <laughs> excellent, man, oh. excellent. So the next news item, can I have my news? I want, I want, I want my sound effect, baby. So you may recall like a couple of episodes ago, I uh, talked about the National Geographic Adventurers of the Year oh, contestants. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Uh, and there was one of them that was like so random that I'd, I'd been reading about her. And then, like, I and then she she randomly started following me on Twitter. That's right. Yeah, and so she won. She's like what? the yeah, mirror Rye. She's the uh, she's a Nepali. <laughs> exactly. Let's hear it again for her. Let's. There we go. So Mira Rice, she's the the uh, the National Geographic Adventure of the Year. Um, she is a Nepali village girl that. Uh, Basically, when she was like a very young woman, ran off, joined the the rebel army, uh, was with them for a couple of years, uh, and then randomly was invited by two Americans to do this like this fifty uh, k, and she beat everybody. Whoa! Yeah, so she like knocked them all out of the water, and so she's now like done a lot of cool races. She does really well at them. She's basically like this Nepali running phenom, hmm. um, and she's been using her success to help. Uh, bring some opportunities and some inspiration and like show some pathways for other Nepali girls to not just live lives of carrying bags of rice. So to Maybe speak. you could say so. she's a she-nom. 
Oh, she, a Sheena. What? <laughs> so, Mira Rai, congratulations. Congratulations. That's really very, very cool. Uh, and I can't help but think that, you know, Trail Show Bump. Trail Show. <laughs> hashtag I mean, Trail Show We talked bump. about her, and then she won. And I then mean, she won. What, I mean, I, what else could uh, have happened? I mean, there? correlation and causation, they're the same thing, right? That's right. So, I mean, like, clearly it's the Trail Show Bump. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a Trail Show Bump about 6 in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's adult humor only, adult ladies. Okay. Humor yeah, only. And, and I have one more story. Oh, my the God. POD, then you can jump in. And I love this story because this is, this is actually like a triple whammy for me. This story talks about beer. This story talks about the PCT. Yeah. And this story talks about a friend of mine, a friend of the show. Okay. Colby Kirk, the hike yes. guy, a.k.a. Condor. Oh, cool. And I love if, Condor. If you're not familiar with Condor, you've got to check him out, thehikeguy.com. He's super cool. He's like one of the, one of the most creative hikers I know. Uh, his, he's currently working on a book of um, sketches and like art. Um, from his PCT hike, um, I believe he hiked in 2011 and and was out there for like a long time. Uh, you may know him. He did an interesting video that's gone viral a few times where it was like his face um, every day, and like oh yeah, it's a like lot crazy of people cool. have done that. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he was the guy that did, oh like, he, first did it, and everybody really? else is basically a knockoff. Are you sure he you was know? the first guy? He was pretty much the first. And guy. he's he's super stoic the whole time, and then at the very end, this huge smile erupts on his face. Yeah, and these nice. like random ones where there's like a butterfly on his head. Are you stuff. making up alternative facts? <laughs> I would never do so. That's for the next. Okay. Segment. Anyway, yeah. so tell us about Condor. So there's a uh, he's in Bend, Oregon. Um, and of course, Bend, you know, right next to the PCT, uh, pretty cool town. If you've never been there, definitely worth a visit, but don't move there because then the Bend people will send me hate mail. That's right. Uh, but, uh, Crux, um, Crux Brewery, fermentation. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. My mistake. Projects. Uh, they have put out a PCT Porter. What? Yeah, Ooh. which uh, is actually available Sweet. in some parts of Colorado. I wasn't able to track Ooh. down what parts of Colorado mm. it's distributed in, but Cactus, it is distributed you know? here. Uh, that's news to me, but I, I got to say, I love that place. I've been in there a couple times, and some of the best brews I've had have come from that place. Huh. So it's actually kind of a cool story. They, you know, they opened the place up, and then they started like meeting PCT hikers that were coming in there, um, and and started getting like these cool stories from hikers, and like realized that that it was like such a cool thing that they had in their backyard there, um, and they distribute in California, Oregon, and Washington, which is great because that's where you know trail goes. So uh, they wanted to do something to sort of honor the trail and, and pay tribute to it and also to support it. So like some of their proceeds go to the PCTA, I guess, and they've got some, some stuff set up there. But when they went to design the, the label, they wanted to like use artwork from like a, oh, an actual hiker. Okay. So okay. they went out looking and of course, like didn't take them long to find Condor. Oh, nice. You know? And, and since he's a local bend dude, it was just, you know, a convergence of perfection. Um, and I've seen pictures of the, uh, of, of the, the can and it looks really cool. And I'm really excited to hopefully get some of this stuff in the next, maybe for the next tap taping. Yeah. yeah. We, so. hey, can we post a, a pic? Do we have access to those pics or no? Is that private? Is no, that like super I, I, secret? I mean, I saw it on one of the, one of the like releases or whatever. So okay. We, so uh, yeah, it's I'm out sure there. We well, do it. We'll, we'll, we'll post something about it. Yeah. And sure. he, he has, um, I'm pretty sure he has his, 
his PCT journals online. I, I remember when I was hiking the PCT in 2012, I came over Forester Pass, and lo and behold, at the bottom of the pass is Condor mm-hmm. journaling. Yeah. Oh, and, no kidding. Um, he's, uh, if you guys have a chance, get, check it, find it online, because he, he has fantastic uh, hand-drawn artwork. Yeah, I've yeah. seen some it's, of that. It's good. It's and good. He, he, you know, he has, since his PCT hike, uh, been trained as, like, a naturalist, and so he does, like, really cool creative projects. He did, like, a 100 hikes project, I think, and he, he's done a project. I think he's worked on a, a um, something to do with, like, all of the different, uh, I think it's called Hike Your Buttes Off or something. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know Sweet. if he's, like, got it's a, that it's one. It's a butte guidebook yeah, for all so, the buttes in northern Oregon. Yeah, yeah oh, so, but he's cool. just a really cool dude. Um, really creative and and you should definitely check him out thehikeguy.com uh, and uh, and check out the uh, the PCT Porter featuring cool. his artwork nice very nice and my last trail wow. news segment before this we hand it over to you record setting yeah what's up what's well I mean because so I mean like in these new this new era I thought trail news should probably have it like at least one alternative story <laughs> right so okay so I've come up with uh, this idea that this guy um, and his dog, uh, they hiked the, the trans uh, Mauna Kea Lava Field Trail. Okay. Uh, and they've taken the FKT for the trans Mauna Kea, and this is Hawaii, Big Island of Hawaii, Mauna Kea Lava Field Trail. So they were the first people to do it, so they got the FKT, and he did it with his dog, so he hiked with his dog. Who so, no longer has paw pads. N- yeah, none at all. He's Wait, actually just to like be clear, down to the nubs. We're talking about the TMK LFT. That's right, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't featured it as no, Trail of the Month trail because of the month you know, it doesn't exist. Okay. But I mean, maybe on an upcoming one when sure. alt facts just become real facts, then <laughs> yes. we can go ahead and cover it. Okay. But for the moment, uh, this person who uh i i guess exists because i said so yep um and his dog we'll call him what do we want to say spot sure sure spot yeah i was gonna say fido oh actually we should probably say what the guy's name is anybody got any ideas for his name Simon? Simon Simon Keanu sounds great. (laughs) Simon Simon DiLorenzo? So Simon DiLorenzo Keanu, Keanu, congratulations on your new FKT of the Trans Mauna Kea Lava Field Trail. Wow. And And your dog uh, spot. Fun fact, you know, lava is more dense than you, so you can't sink in lava. Yeah, exactly. You walk right across top of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and he, he, kind of a cool fact, he actually did all of his resupply entirely on sea turtles. Whoa. So, yeah, I mean, you can imagine, like, having to it's survive a new level. For, Turtle soup. for 15 days entirely on sea train. Now, normally I'd hit your music because that was your last news item, but P.O.D. apparently has a news item to add. I do. Because yeah. this do. segment hasn't been long enough, D.Lo. Are, Are we still hasn't. on the news? We're still, doing, trail news. We're still doing news, I was man. just taking a nap. We're still doing the news? <laughs> I'm glad you said nap. A <laughs> um, couple of things. First of all, I just wanted to... Let everybody know that it's it's rucking season. Oh, get rucky, ruckus, ruck you! Uh, the <laughs> Cascade Ruck is February twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Cascade Ruck. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag ruck you. That's right. Yeah, ruckety ruck. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the NorCal Ruck. NorCal Ruck is in Santa Cruz. Shut the ruck up. And that is March 4th. And the Colorado Rock. Colorado Rock! <laughs> 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 that is in Colorado. Golden, 
Colorado at the American Mountaineering Center is March 12th. God, it's so oh, early. And it's going to be awesome. Much. Wait a minute. Is the Idaho early. Ruck going on as we speak? The Idaho Ruck is going on while we're taping right now. So by what? the time the show comes out, it will be... You gone. already missed it, people. Yes. You should I listen to the show. Gone. Gone. Who's okay. there with Clay tonight? Zoner. Zoner. Oh, yeah. Zoner. Zoner's kicking it with Clay. They're That's like right. getting all like... They're eating some really good food, some like holistic food that Whole Zoner, Food Hiker. That Zoner, Zoner grew. Zoner grew this food. He like canned it. He brought it up there, mm-hmm. man. Oh, it's got to be. And Clay's great. eating Twinkies. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, my news item is from quite a while ago. It's actually from December. And uh, the Noodlehead sent us this this Las Vegas woman who walked 26 miles. D- didn't we talk about this? We didn't. We, ta- we said we were going to talk about it, and we never did. Yeah. Wait, like, is this kind of like hiking, hiking with, with a dog? dog? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> hiking with a dog. So this woman was out with her husband and her son on the north rim of the Grand Canyon, and their car got stuck in some mud, okay. and they were like, oh no, we need to get out of this situation. We can't die here. So her husband had just been injured, so she was like, I'll walk and get help. So she thought she could just walk up the road. Yeah, she's a runner, so she's yeah, like, Yeah, she I was got a this. runner. I can yeah. do it. So she walked, she thought she could just walk up the road. She didn't take anything with her except a small bag of Cheerios, and nice. it got dark, and then she got in the situation where she was cold, and she didn't have any food, and then she was walking across snow, and it talked about uh, how the snow is compacted in her shoe, and it caused her to have an unnatural gait, and she strained her hip, and then she was like physically moving her leg to walk. Well, she lost her, her boot, right? Like it got stuck in the snow or Is something. Is that what it was? I don't know. Yeah, so she, yeah, at some point it, she it was, lost one of her shoes. Well, was, was she hypoth- hypothermic? Maybe? Well, she got I, some she, frostbite on the She on got the some frostbite foot. on her toe. But, yeah. And it said she did stop for a little bit underneath some pine trees and thought about trying to go to sleep, but she was afraid she would freeze to death. So yes. she kind of just rested for a little bit. So all this happened over the course of like uh, 36 hours or something. I don't know. And in the meantime, once it got dark, her husband and son were like, huh. We better find some help. So they went the other way on the road and yeah. walked for like 10 minutes. We're able to get a cell phone service and called yeah. for help. Oh, come on. Well, yeah, no. And, and yeah. so, and I don't know if you read this part, but she, so she eventually found like a, a ranger yes. cabin that was like closed down for the season. Um, and she broke it, broke in it, you know, by smashing the window with her elbow. Uh, and that's actually where they ended up finding her. Yes. Oh, so, her. Yeah. So like if you read any of the headlines, it's always like woman walks 26 miles in 36 hours to save family, but she actually didn't save them because they are the ones that, that like self rescued. And then and she's got the interesting rescued. thing is that the photo they post of her in the hospital, she's all these bandages around her head. I know. I'm I'm like, I did she break too. that window I, with her head? I know. Like, I thought that like, was so boom! weird. Boom. You know, yeah. forehead through the, so anyway, our good friends, uh, <laughs> Our good friends, uh, well, Possum of Awesome, Awesome and Possum. Awesome, awesome and Possum. They, they sent this follow-up commentary about the story. This is what he says. First of all, we can, were not there. Can you say this in the Awesome and Possum voice? I can't voice? do it. It's I, a, t- it's like a that. tough one, man. Do you want me to read it in a British accent? No. no. All right, never mind. In the interview, she said that she had, quote, professional and recreational outdoor experience, unquote. I mean, here in Colorado, that just means you smoke weed, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so she must have went off the rails real quick, just like D'Lo at a trail show taping. <laughs> <laughs> you're, reading, you're reading his letter, right? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. What kind of professional training teaches you to leave her car in the opposite direction with a small box of Cheerios and not a sip of water? That training must have been some Navy SEAL CIA techniques because we have never heard of them. But then again, 
I was trained to self-arrest with a claw hammer by a triple crowner. (laughs) (laughs) It works, you know. I am willing to bet that the reason she lost her shoe was that she was that she littered slash cut weight. She knew that she needed to drink something, but there was nothing at all in her surroundings like snow. So she thought, quote, I got to drink my pee, unquote. But she didn't have a vessel to drink it from. I mean, would you expect her to pee in her cupped hands for hydration and then walk around and be reminded with the smell of urine every time she wiped her nose that, quote, yep, I just drank my own pee. That's a good point. So she peed in her shoe and drank out of that. That's probably what happened. But then thought, now my shoe is all wet and smells like pee, but I don't want to carry around a frozen pee boot. So she threw it away. Side note, I'm willing to bet that she would have some great trail names like Beatrice Urinata. <laughs> <laughs> just a sip. And oh. yellow. <laughs> oh, God. That's the best one. Just a sip is a good deal. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's good. And yellow drank. <laughs> I bet that is what really happened to Cheryl Strait's boot. And not to mention, Awesome and I found a random boot on the trail in Northern California. And I'm willing to bet that this reasoning applied there as well. Did they smell it? I don't yeah, did it smell like piss? Was it Cheryl Strade's yeah. boot? Well, that's so, I mean, I guess the lesson here for all of our listeners is if you find a random boot, you better see whether it smells like piss yeah. or not. It's yeah. kind of like Cinderella. You have to go to <laughs> somebody might Cheryl Strade's house to see if the boot fits her. And, and to if test it does, her, her urine DNA. And if yeah. it does, you can marry her. Yeah. And, and just for the record, uh, because I've been through CIA training, Whoa. They teach you how to rub Cheerios together to start a fire. Oh, and, oh wow. and if, Cheerios? So clearly, she, she did hadn't not, been. She I mean, it's a technique that's been, been used since training. ancient times. So yeah, I don't exactly. Know. Seriously, they teach you how to rub yes, Cheerios. Of course. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you have it's to have incredible. at least. They're so abrasive. You have to have at least two so Cheerios. Flammable. Yeah, two Cheerios, and and then it's it's a technique thing. But yeah, yeah. You, you can get it. You can it's do like it. Like all in the spin. You knew this, of course. Why did you know this? Everyone like that Frito thing. I got to teach this to my we weren't four and a half year old son. Leo, the child that is Leo. Like Leo, you want to play with fire? Let's rub some Cheerios. No, oh, that's right. I, sorry, I, I forgot. It's a great father-son bond. Honey nut only. Oh, yeah. well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't we really don't have those This was probably a Boulder parent, so they didn't yeah, have Yeah, we don't have them. Yeah, it's like too much sugar. It's too much sugar, man. Yeah. It's just too much sugar for the children. So he closes with, this is why Awesome and I always carry a Ziploc bag in our pockets, so that if we do ever have to drink our own pee, then we can do it like civilized people. That's great. That's, can we make that a trail tip of the month Trail tip of the month later on. Later on. Okay, so Possum says, just carry one Ziploc bag, preferably the good quart size ones, because let me tell you, snack mm-hmm. size, unless you're dehydrated, is not going to hold all your years. Yeah. And freezer bag. Freezer you don't bag. want that thing weekend. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Freezer yeah. bag. Yep. And you can pee in it if you get dehydrated. You can also keep your cell phone in there if you're, yep. not, dehi- or if you're not drinking your own pee. Yeah. All right, is that or it for you? That's our trail tip. I guess you can put them in there. So too. we covered trail news and trail tip, done and done. And both special and POD just ran out the door. Oh, wait, I've got one more story. Wait, and uh, Possum says, stay safe out there because can get crazy real quick. I like it. All right, oh folks, when we get back from break. Please, can we take Let's a break? Let's talk to Sam Adams when we get back. <laughs> when we get back from break, we're going to talk to Sam Adams, so don't go anywhere.
this is trauma, and I've never listened to the trail show. <laughs> that was the most. It sounded so sad. I think he was on some Can sort we hear of that like again? mood killer or Let's something. Let's hear that again. This is trauma, and I've never listened to the trail show. <laughs> Do you guys think that's true? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why I guarantee would he? it. Why would he have listened to the show? Come on. It sounds. It sounds like he's a, like at the DMV or like someone gave him trauma, some bad news. And I've never listened to the trail show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back, and we're going to call a brewer, Pod. Yes, we're going to call Jennifer and Sam Adams, and they sent us this lovely uh, hopscape. And the freshest Hellas, which, which are seasonal beers, are only going to be available for a limited time, people. So run out and get them. I got to tell you, uh, you know, I'm drinking this Hopscape right now. And yeah. as some listeners of the show may know, I'm not the biggest IPA guy. I, I tend not to be the hoppy dude. It's not an IPA. It's a weed ale. With well, but, hops, but no, I mean, like right. the whole, but the whole thing with the IPAs is that they're like always super, super sure. hoppy, right? And yeah. like. I would pick up a hopscape thinking like, no, this isn't going to be good for me. Right. But this is fantastic. Because really it good. has the word hops in yep. its name. All right. Well, let's call Jennifer and talk to her about it. Hi, is this Jennifer? How are you? I'm excellent. How are you guys this Friday evening? Oh, we're just we're just cracking a few open, getting things going here on the trail show. First thing. Excellent. So, yeah, we wanted to say uh, thanks for sending us these two lovely seasonal selections. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of us may or may not have sampled them prior to tonight's uh, taping. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we have the, uh, the Freshest Hellas and the Hopscape IPA. Uh, as I understand it, these are two seasonal beers that you guys only have out for a short period of time. They are, yeah. We, um, you know, as brewers, we really like to focus on sort of the seasonality of, um, you know, ingredients and, and weather. And, um, you know, you guys are out in Colorado, so uh, similar, I think, uh, winter temperatures as Boston, although you guys have been getting a lot more snow than we have. Um, and so we decided to go with two sort of spring seasonals this year, um, two spring beers. And um, we really took uh, the hopscape. We wanted to focus on, you know, something that had really great hop character, so people who are into IPAs, um, you know, they're going to get enough hop character out of it. But also people who, you know, maybe not like IPAs, they want something that might be, um, you know, not too resonant, too dank. Um, it has some brighter notes to it. So the Hopscape, you know, really delivers on, on showcasing a lot of what the West Coast hops can, can do in their complexity. This is brewed by Sam Adams. And where exactly are you guys located? So we're in Boston. Um, I'm in Boston, and I have been um, a brewer for Sam Adams for almost 16 years. And I run our R&D brewery that's here in Boston. So both of these beers um, were beers that we um, started brewing in our nano brewery. So we have essentially a, a homebrew system, um, like oh. many people have. Um, it's a 20-gallon system. And we do all of our R&D starts there first. Um, and it's, it's really an awesome way for us to have a lot of uniform experiments with different ingredients, including yeast or things like with the... Um, uh, fresh as Hellas, we used orange blossom. So we actually used a few different um, types of orange blossom and a few different amounts when we were brewing to see really where we wanted to come out with that. And it's easier to do, obviously, on a smaller scale. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun to have an It's sort of like the, the mad scientist lab or yeah, the chef machine, sure. if you will. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, this is Disco. Real quick, I got to tell you how nice it is 
to sample some things that are not porters, stouts, or brown ales that have been Asian bourbon barrels. Like, I feel like this is the dark, <laughs> the, the middle of the dark beer season, which is my least favorite personally. And the hopscape, I love. It's a weed ale, but, you know, it's got just enough hops to keep this hop head pretty satisfied. And the Hellas, the, the orange blossom is really, it's really nice. Uh, you, I mean, it's not overpowering, but you can definitely taste the orange. The, um, well, I was just going to say, with the Hellas, it's, it's an interesting style for us. I mean, I'm fortunate. I get over to Germany several times a year with Jim Cook, our brewer and founder, for hop wow. collection and, and to meet with hop growers, which is awesome. And on top of that, I get to drink amazingly fresh German beer. Um, and, and Hellas is a style that I just love. Um, and we don't, you know, it's not a style that's real, really that popular. Um, a lot of a lot of drinkers have heard of it, but they don't know much about it. And it, it, to me, it just showcases, it's a lager that really showcases some of the nice malt character that can balance it out. Um, and what I loved about using the orange blossom was orange blossom has a little less of the citric or citrus bite that, like, orange mm. peel or orange mm. has. So it's yeah. softer. It's a softer citrus, a little sweeter. So the sweetness complements the malt. While the the brightness of that orange, the light orange, really kind of complements that crispness of, of it being a lager. Um, so it's, it's really, I, I was really pleased with how that came out when we were kind of fooling around and we were thinking, oh, would it be cool to do orange blossom in a Hellas? And um, it came out really nice. Hey, Jennifer, this is D'Lo. I'm uh, back on the trail show after uh, a resurrection from the dead. Um, my question for you is, like, talk to us about, uh, you talked about Jim Koch briefly. Um I listen to I'm, I'm, I may be a podcaster, but I also listen to a plethora of podcasts. Well, not really a plethora, just NPR podcasts. And I listened to a recent Guy Raz uh, new show called How I Built This with Jim Koch, and I was crying at the end of it. Jim Koch sounds like such an awesome dude. Is he? How is it? You said you've he been working. Is. You've been working for Sam Adams for 16 years. Did you say? I well, have. So I've been there wow. um, Talk to just us all under about half that. the time of the company. Which wow. now that I say that out loud, it seems like. A long time. <laughs> you must be um, old. No, just kidding. Like, like us. I I really yeah, just like no, us. I started like in grade school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in the days when you could actually really do that young. sort of thing. Um, but it's, um, he is, you know, people always ask me like, what's Jim Cook like? Is he crazy? He seems like so fun. And, and I'm, he's, it's so funny because he is, you know, highly intelligent individual. He is so passionate about, um, beer and being an entrepreneur, uh, and, and he's a total beer geek. So when you put all that together, I mean, we for the entire time I've worked there, it has been this crazy, fun, um, experimental, entrepreneurial spirit. And, and I, it's great to work for someone who is just so passionate about beer and loves to experiment. And, you know, it was his idea to get the Nano, and we've just been having so much fun. We've had that for five years now, and it's just been so much fun. So he's not just sold on brewing Boston Lager forever, is he? He wants to do new things. He wants to do cool things. He's like, the Cranberry Lambic is, it's good. It's a standard, but let's do something new. Let's do something different, right? Is that kind of what he's all about? Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because, I mean, I would say, like, Boston Lager is my favorite. It's, like, my go-to, um, but I obviously love a lot of different styles of beer, um, and, you know, I think that, that is the same for him. Uh, Boston Lager, I would say, would be his favorite. Um, but he has, I mean, I, there are thousands of beer ideas that he's had over the years. And, you know, 33 years that the company's been around. So it's our job <laughs> to brew all those. So, um, yeah. it, you know, it's just there's no idea that's too crazy for him. I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of barrel you want to use or whatever. He's like, get it, try it, do it. That's how we learn. 
And, and you know, I wanted to, to just mention along those lines, uh, first of all, it was a, a listener, a trail show listener who's a representative of Sam Adams that reached out to us to offer these seasonal selections. Um, but I, I will say that as far as uh, kind of macro brewing goes, I feel like Sam Adams is one of the f- few companies that does experiment with some smaller batch, you know, things and, and unique um, seasonalities and I think I'm not mistaken when I say that uh, Sam Adams has actually won uh, quite a few awards, even in Germany, in different beer festivals that they've been featured in. And I think that that's a unique position for an Amer- American beer company to be in. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think over the years we're we're proud to win. We've won, you know, several medals at the Great American Beer Festival out yeah. your neck of the woods, and um, it, it's always, you know, we're always proud to be recognized, especially with, um, you know, how many breweries are out there today um, brewing beer. And you know, over the years, it's it's it, it, the cool thing about brewing is that there's always something you can learn, and that's, you know, I think that Jim instilled that with me, um, and it's. You know, there's no failure. There's always something to be learned from it, and I I appreciate that, and I appreciate that the the craft beer drinker is has evolved to that point too. Where I mean, I love it. We have drinkers come into the brewery in Boston, and they they're like, I don't know, what do you think I'd like? And it's it's awesome because they they're willing to try anything, and I I love that about the drinkers. And then, do you guys have in in your tap room? Do you have selections that are not available in, in distribution in in other places? Do you have things that are specific so to the tap room? Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, because it's R and D, um, and it's really cool for I, I see I get up the, to the JBF every year, and I love you know I sort of have like regular people that come by to say hi, which I it's so cool, um, and a lot of them will say, God, I remember I visited the brewery you know five years ago, and you had this Hellas on with orange blossom, and now it's out, you know, and that's that's cool that you can come visit the brewery something, and it may or may not be out at some point, but um, you may see it, and so we're very lucky that um, you know all of our R and D beers were able to. To, you know, have drinkers taste it and give us feedback and um, enjoy the beers. And, you know, of course, we wish we could bring every beer out to everybody. Sure, of course. <laughs> but um, that's, that's not possible. Um, but certainly, you know, we've had at any given time, you know, between 40 and 60 beers out in the market within a year. Um, and, and that's what's awesome, too, is that there's sort of a beer for, for wow. every drinker so, out there who's interested. So this, this is special. I'm just curious. You said 40 to 60. So how, if I were to, like, come in on any given day into the tap room, how many beers that I couldn't find in the stores would I, would I like, reasonably expect to see on tap? We typically will have anywhere from, like, 8 to 15 that are not going to be, that are not Whoa. available uh, regularly out in the market. And we also sell them in growlers, so that's the other really cool nice. thing is if you come to the brewery, you can leave with something that, again, may or may not be out sometime in the future. <laughs> and about how often do you end up like introducing a new beer into those like sort of exclusive for the tap room? So do you get like one coming on a week, or is it like usually two? And you know, we can rotate a lot. We have a lot of beers um, that we can rotate through. We have a ten barrel system that we that's our brew there, which is not that big, but um, we have the ability to rotate, and it will it determines on um, you know what people are interested in. Um, you know, people actually love having Boston Lager at the brewery. It's sort of like a religious experience because you're sure, you know yeah. to the mecca, and you're there. So um, that's a really popular beer for us there as well. Hey Jennifer, I, we've been all over the board asking you questions from <laughs> all over the place tonight, and I do want to get back to the freshest Hellas and the Hopscape, but. I just have to mention briefly, um, we typically go to GBF every year, and 
I got to say, one of the things I look forward to, and correct me if I'm wrong, aren't isn't it Sam Adams that has that 27% one-hour tasting, whatever that beer is? Is that you guys? Yes, it was actually 29% this wow. past year that we had. Oh, my God, that Sam. is crazy. <laughs> is that even legal? <laughs> it's Samuel. It's actually not. It was illegal in 11 states when we launched it, but now Whoa. I believe <laughs> it's eight or nine or it's still illegal. Um, that's. That, so I it, hope that that's listed on a label, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, called Samuel Adams Utopias. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, it's a beer that we released in um, 2001 uh, for, the first, for the first one. And um, it, it's a beer that's aged, it has some beer in it that's been aging for, since 1992 and 93 in it. <laughs> what? Um, so it's, it's so, yeah, it's, it's really a fun, it's really like a labor of love project that we work on because it's, um, obviously it can be very time consuming and you have to be very patient. This is when I knew I didn't want to be a distiller because I just <laughs> don't have the pay. I, I don't want to lay up all that, all that liquid and, and all that, and all that spirit and put in barrels. And they, you know, every master distiller says, well, that's for the next generation. Well, I'm really selfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to drink it. So, um, so Utopias, we have had some aging, uh, some beer aging that we blend into it. So right before we, you know, when we were going to release it, we actually sit down with Jim and we go through every year's barrel that we have. And we have some years we have multiple um, types of barrels and types of wood that we've been aging in. And so we'll have like, you know, I don't even know, like 30, 30 to 35, 40 different um, beers on the table that came from different styles of wood and different wow. ages. And then that's how we create each release. So each release is different and it has a different percentage huh. of all of the vintage of beer that we oh have. Well, that's, that sounds like a, a fun room to be in. Oh, it is. I, mean, <laughs> I imagine your lips have got to be like raisins at the end of yeah. it. You know, Utopia hour is one of the best hours at GBF every year. Yeah. And, and, and Jennifer com- coming back to the two seasonals we've got here. One thing that, I really appreciate about both these beers is that they're less than 6% ABV and they still have very much kind of a full bodied flavor. And I feel like ABVs have been climbing on craft beers, like nobody's business, you know, with, with doubles and Imperials and you name it. And it's nice to actually be able to have beer that you can sit down and have more than one of, and, you know, still be able to function for the rest of the evening. It's true. I totally agree. I mean, I remember years ago, at least, you know, places will put the alcohol to ABV on the menu. Year, you know, 10 years ago, they didn't do that. And it's sort of when everybody started like, oh, well, how, you know, what alcohol is that? I'll, I'll drink that. And I always tell them, don't, don't drink for alcohol. You know, <laughs> drink for the flavor of what yeah. you want. And I'm totally with you. I, I love Colorado. I always say if you could put Colorado next to Cape Cod, mountains next to Cape Cod, I would be so happy. <laughs> oh, that would be um, sweet. <laughs> so I get out there quite a bit. I know. I get out there quite a bit skiing, and I had a hopscape um, yeah. during lunch, a little lunch break while I was skiing out there in January, and it was awesome. And I, to your point, I had one. I felt great. Um, yeah. You know, it's not high in alcohol. It was refreshing. Um, you know, and, and that's that's what we want. We want you to be able to drink it and enjoy it. And you know, frankly, al- alcohol it, it it really shouldn't be a driver, right? Because alcohol can even start to mask flavor. So you really have to think about the alcohol content when we're designing a beer because what do we want it to you right, know how do we sure. want the alcohol to impact it so in both of these we really want the beer to shine and, and it not to be too sort of ethanol to make too much of an alcohol bite jennifer i just want to say that um back in uh from like 94 through 98 i went to school in new hampshire 
And uh, I drank mm-hmm. a lot of Sam Adams beer back in the day then. There weren't too many craft beers like there are now. And uh, I hung out with a lot of hippies. We listened to fish. Wait, really? <laughs> and we played bongo drums and things like that. And Sam Adams was always present. So uh, that might have been a little bit before your time at Sam Adams, but um, you probably came on a couple years after that, after 98, I suspect. But I just want to say thank you. <laughs> well, 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 thank you, because uh, all the drinkers who were drinking Sam Adams before I got started allowed me to have the job of my dreams. I mean, people laugh and they're like, you have the best job. And then I think they expect me to deny it. And I'm like, right. no, I know I do. I like to start laughing because it's so fun. I mean, we get to make amazing, awesome beers with, you know, a pioneer from the craft brewing industry and we get to make it for awesome craft beer drinkers. So That's it right. really doesn't get better. Well, um, before we wrap things up, I just want to ask you one more question. Uh, what, what kind of recreational pairings do you suggest for the Hellas and the, uh, hopscape. I did. I mean, I have been um, using and drinking a lot of hopscape this winter um, for my skiing when I was in Colorado and um, out here. We've done some winter hiking. Nice. Um, and we also we have some pretty decent sports teams out here. So I've been drinking a lot of balsam lager at those games that have been happening in January. <laughs> and uh, we can assume so, that you're rooting for the Atlanta Falcons on Super Bowl Sunday, right? I am on an early morning flight to Houston, and I will be drinking a Boston lager on Sunday at, at the game, hopefully. Wow. Oh, very well, be, nice. Be sure to take a picture of that for us and tag us at the trail show. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I will. I well, will. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, here in New England, again, like you guys, we're really active outside. And so, to me, when I, when I think about the beers I want to drink, that's, you know, something we all think about, too, is, you know, what, what would we want to drink if we were paddleboarding, surfing, fishing, skiing, For sure. hiking? And so um, I'm, I'm definitely like to make sure I'm... Uh, drinking those just to test it for, for all you guys to make That's sure it right. works. So. Well, <laughs> you certainly did your tasting on this Fresh as Hellas because yeah. it is fantastic. It is still, I'm, I am it is sucking fresh. this thing down. It is fresh. I had two actually before you got I was so excited. I was like, oh, I Fresh as Hellas here. I should probably have this before I talk to them. <laughs> and I also want to mention that uh, we're actually using the, the bottle opener that we're using this evening is a Sam Adams bottle opener. So, thank you for that. I'm sure I got well, that a, makes it even some better. sort of swag at some <laughs> something G- that we went to. GBF, I guess. Was it GBF? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for, first of all, for, for talking with us and then for sending us these samples. It's amazing. And can you tell our listeners how long these two seasonals will be available? Sure. Um, Hopscape should be out um, for the next couple of weeks still on draft. You'll see it. It will still be available and packaged in your, in your local stores. Um, and then. Um, Freshness House will be coming out over the next couple weeks, and that will be good. Um, we'll, on draft, will be through March, um, and again, we'll be uh, into April into in package. So, great. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for sending us these samples, and, and thanks for uh, spending some time with us tonight talking about Sam Adams and all the great work you guys are doing. You know, to to make the nation drink great beer again. It's pretty fantastic. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you, and thanks for uh, having such a great show talking about beer. I love it. Yes, and we'll <laughs> see you at the Great American Beer Festival. We'll assume you're going to give us the inside scoop of uh, the Utopia Hour, so we can be there for that. <laughs> we definitely, I definitely will. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> good night, Jennifer. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Good Go night. Falcons. Cheers. Post. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Go Falcons. Dude, she was so you slipped in the Go Falcons. That's good. All right. So that was Jennifer from Sam Adams Brewing. And uh, yeah, we're just super thankful that they sent us these two seasonals. Um, Love them. They're so good. And they're it's funny because when I think about seasonals, people usually, like you said, they usually go dark in the wintertime. And 
These ones are so crisp and fresh. Yeah, I like it. And, so and they're, and so they're, they're almost sessionable. They're not yes. under 5%, yep, yep. but they're just above. And as a result, you can have more than one and continue your evening and uh, you know not fall down the stairs, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it's so refreshing to hear someone passionate about their work like that. But, yeah. Uh, to, yeah, she was definitely excited. To, to comment on Delo's comment earlier, do you know what a brewmaster hates the most? What's uh, that? It's no to idea. be called a master brewer. Really? Why? Oh. Uh, they, really? They, they hate it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Because that's a master brewer is what people who make kombucha are, okay? And uh, not make kombucha. Kombucha. It's, it's, a, it's just an industry thing. Brewmaster. Brewmaster. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, that, is that like real, a... Real quick, uh, it, Cactus, uh, we also opened uh, these, uh, uh, these other bottles. Can you tell us about that since uh, we're talking uh, about beer right now? The yeah, so, yeah, what do you got there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I don't know if, if, uh, if we get a lot of press, but if, if no one knows, uh, Tivoli Brewing Company was Denver's oldest brewery um, Ooh, back yeah. in 1859. And Cactus's um, grandfather used to be the president and his aunt owned it. Oh, yeah. he never tells crazy. anyone. In a galaxy far away, yeah, a long time ago. But um, that's really cool. The, the brand, the, the brewery went defunct in 1969. It was rekindled in 2012. Uh, they reopened the tap house in 2015 down at the original location on the Auraria campus. Mm. It's so, pretty cool. I've been down there once before. Oh yeah, really I've been good. down there yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful facility. Um, it's, it's really good. The beer that, that we opened is called uh, "She's My Cherry Pie." It's a it's a lager, a cherry lager done with real fruit. Um, and you guys know longer, uh, lagers take a, a much longer time to brew than an ale. So it's, there's a lot of uh, care and time put into this beer. But it's very boozy. Yes. Um, you get that right away. Yep. Um, so let it, let it breathe for a minute. But it's, uh, it it's a cherry lager. And um, it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's the more you drink it, the more you like it. And be careful because it's very high alcohol. So... Yeah, what are we talking here? How what's our ABV? Gosh, I, I should know this. Is it over ten? That's uh, it's right around there. Okay, yeah. very good. So, Just make uh, something up. Yeah, it's 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 like it's between nine five and ten five. I, I okay. should know because I work there, but I don't know. But it's good. Yeah, yeah. So so the first sip, you're gonna taste that uh, that booze right away, and you're gonna get the, the the cherries pretty subtle. But as you get to your uh, your third and fourth and twentieth sip, <laughs> it's gonna be uh, <laughs> you're gonna like it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, last month we heard from Out of Order. He was in Italy, Dilo. Italy. We, we, we were very sad that you Your weren't here land, dude. for oh, the no, Italia. I heard, I heard Out of Order on the last month's trail show. I was in the swamp. I apologize. I know, wait, I know you, you were wait, drained. Did you actually listen to the trail show? I did, yeah. I listened to last month's trail show because I heard there was a lot of, uh, of Dilo mentions. What so did you think? It was pretty good. I don't think I made it through all the way yet. I think I have another Cheryl Strade's book. Yeah, I got another 45 minutes of the tra- <laughs> of last month's trail show to make it through. Uh, the best uh, 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, this month he has made it out of Italia, and I believe he's in France. Let's where see where is he's he at. hiking to that he's... He's, he's, he's headed to Spain, to Spain, man. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Headed gotcha. to Spain. Gotcha. What's up, trail show? This is Out of Order, checking in from Germany. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh. I'm in France. <laughs> not it's in like, Germany. what? I hopefully have not gotten that lost out here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm checking in live? from France. I made it to the Mediterranean in Italy and then walked along the coast, snuck past the Alps there, not too much snow. And then, uh, yeah, I've been basically following the coast 
and a little bit inland here and there until I finally picked up the Camino de Santiago, which I know you guys have talked about before. Um, it's the, the pilgrimage route that goes all the way to Santiago. Imagine that. What a good, what an appropriate name hmm. for wow. the Camino de Santiago. But, you know, it's more like a network of trails. Because I've seen it before. I saw it in Germany a couple times. And, um, you know, different routes heading heading west. So, now I'm on it. I'm on it. And following so it along. It. And still haven't seen a single other person hiking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hope that will change eventually as I get closer to Spain. Um, and, you know, get down <laughs> in the more popular routes. Or warmer uh, It'd be nice <laughs> to see another person. And, <laughs> you know, you just get, like, it's pretty lonely out here. The highs and the lows get pretty high and pretty low when you're alone. So um, it's nice to have other people there to kind of share in the suffering and the celebrations. Or at least Southern a reindeer. France and the last bits of Italy were awesome. Uh, I mean, they were awesome in the sense that there was really good food. <laughs> I've actually started to put on weight, which is uh, a little scary when you're walking 20 miles a day. And you're somehow putting on weight. I think the bakeries Ooh. here are just too good. And every little town has a bakery, and you can't just like pass that up. Every time you go by, you're like, oh, look at that. Even if it's just a baguette, you're just like, yes, this is, this is life. Um, but you can't, I can't start putting on life. weight before the trail even ends. You know, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah Southern France. Um, the Camino is kind of straightforward. It tries to avoid some of these mountains. But I always go up into the mountains and get a little little bit of wilderness. And it makes you really appreciate kind of the immense wilderness we have in the United States that we luckily still have. You know, the, the land isn't as developed or it wasn't, you know, in Europe it's so developed that there's, there might be a mountain range or something that's semi-untouched for a little while, but it's like a patch. In the U.S., we got these giant expanses, so it really makes you appreciate that. Long, how, how important it is. Not if Warren gets his way. Just how lucky we are. I'm on to you, yeah, head I'll keep heading west. Hopefully I'll be in Spain the next time I check in. Ooh. We'll see. Ooh. Um, but bonjour, Wee oui, wee, oui, that's all I know in French. Wee oui, wee, oui. that's what you do in your shoe. <laughs> yeah, I'm making it work. You can, you can <laughs> still one. point in a bakery even if you don't know the words. All right, I'll catch you guys later. Bye. Out of order is out. Do, do you suppose that like when he's listening to the trail show that he fast forwards past the part where he's on it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, th- I think Dirtmonger would do something like that. Yes, he would. He claims I, I, he doesn't. We're not supposed to talk about him on this show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know, because he got too much publicity on the last show. (laughs) On the last two shows. The last couple of shows. Is there some jealousy brewing over here? Yeah, what's going on? No, I just thought that was your rule. I'm just reiterating something that I heard you guys Oh, I didn't know about that. Uh, I saw saw something in my notes here that said we are not to talk about (laughs) DM because he got too much publicity on the last show. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I see that in here. DT. DT, it was yeah. d- wrong initials, but you DT? were close. Yeah, yeah. DT. Who, who's DT? D-Lo. Yeah, don't wor- it, was don't your eye already half closed before the show even started? <laughs> I might have been. You know what? I, I th- thought it was DM. I, I saw a weird Sorry. little thing going on with D-Lo's eyes. So for <laughs> there our, it is. There it so is. So for our listeners, you might not realize that like on a typical taping, it, at a certain point, one of D-Lo's eyes starts to like go a little low. <laughs> it's the and left I, eye. And I'm pretty sure that to, like I saw something on his eyelid a little bit ago. <laughs> 
and I, I wasn't sure tape. what it was. It's a sty. I'm pretty sure it's, it's a, a little bit of like a little bit of uh, some tape or like maybe some silicone or something. Wait, like yeah. that. Who are we not? Oh, we're not supposed got to talk about DT. It's not Dirt Monger. It's Donald Trump. Okay, anyways, no, well, where were you guys? You're not. Oh God, don't say it again. He'll appear. Hey, whack the tubes. Whack Voldemort. Air horns. Whack the tubes. Do something. Come on, man. Get over there. Come on. You got the sound effects right there. I need an air horn. Come on. <laughs> all right, maybe we're taking it back. Taking it back. Okay, where on earth were we? We are resurrecting the Trail Show Brewery of the Year Award and Beer of the Year yeah. Award. Oh, okay, and and to to do a proper resurrection, we're actually calling someone affiliated with said brewery to present them the award, and they what? don't even know they're about to they get don't it. No. Okay, so God, this is so like don't amazing. give it away. This is pretty exciting, actually. Don't yeah, give it away. Trail show now. calling the 2016 Brewery of the Year and Beer of the Year winner. Don't tell him you're bigger than Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> don't give it away now. Here we go. Who knows that? Uh, bigger than guns, bigger than he, cigarettes. Yeah, he knows that. Huh? Did you know that? Did I get the lyrics? Oh, from? I have no oh. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> oh. oh. Hello? Oh. Hello? Hey, shovel. shovel and Stumble? No, just Shovel. Stumble's, Stumble's been sick. She would just cough. She would just cough all over the show. Oh, oh. our in-studio oh. guest has been doing that, too. No, he hasn't. He's <laughs> been great. <laughs> hey, Shovel, it's uh, Disco P.O.D. Special D.Lo Cactus and Aru from the Trail Show. How are you this evening? Oh, I am better than I've ever been. Wow. I bet it's because you're drinking some of that great beer that your brewery puts out. I am drinking some good beer right now. Which beer are you drinking? You know, actually, I'm not drinking a beer that my brewery put out right now. Oh! Wow. Okay. Is that bad? No. (laughs) No, I mean, you tell me. It was just fun to do that. You're a man of many tastes. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) What are you guys drinking right now? We are drinking all kinds of stuff. We, we started with some Sam Adams beers that were sent to us, some seasonals. And then Cactus here, he works for Tivoli uh, Distribution, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> That he, sounds right. He brought us a couple of really special beers. And then, of course, we have an entire cooler full of Perrin beers. D'Lo? D'Lo's just... Q? He just cracked a poop oh, your pants yeah. chocolate pants. box. Since, he, pants. since he's the one that's most proficient with the plunger, we thought he he should. Oh, oh God, oh. he spilled it. A, a and shovel. I am actually drinking a little Grizz at the moment. Me too. Oh, and one that's of my favorite beers, man. Delicious. Yes, it is absolutely delicious. Uh, shovel, we want to talk to you about parent a little bit, and uh, but before we do that, we wanted to tell you something. Yeah, we, we have a Should special message him? for you. We, we have a very him? special announcement that involves... It's a secret. It's a secret. The brewery you work for. So, so the trail show is resurrecting the Beer of the Year and the Brewery of the Year awards. Compliments of one Hector Cortez, who does our design work. And we are excited to present to Perrin Brewing... Both the beer of the year for the Blackberry IPA. So good. And the brewery of the year for the incredible quality cross selections that yes. you sent to us. Yes. So Perrin is the winner Woo! of beer and brewery of the year. Woo! Woo! Where's the air horn? Where's yeah. the air horn? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Are you kidding me? 
a Wonka. Yeah, man. The 2016 Brewery of the Year Award goes to Perrin, and the Blackberry IPA gets the Beer of the Year we Award. We were absolutely blown away by the selection that y'all sent. It was so good. Yes. All of it. All of it was excellent. It was. I mean, you know, not a single drop that I didn't think was fantastic. Love right. the 98 Problems IPA. And it also, you know, it was fun to cover Delo's drunken body in, in empties at the <laughs> oh, end of the nine the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, you know what, uh, Shovel, we're actually going to have to get an address from you because we actually do have framed awards to send to you that we would love for you to hand over to whoever would take such an award at Perrin Brewing. Oh, my God. You just got in my head. I was about to ask you, how can I get something to put on the wall? And oh, we've got it, man. Oh, yeah, we got we've it. Got it. It's, it's done. We we're, think you'll dig it. Yeah, we're going to send you two framed awards and a framed uh, nude of D-Lo. And it's, and it's not one of those talking fishes thing. <laughs> <laughs> the talking nude of D-Lo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I yes. cannot wait to show all of West Michigan. That's so right. That- <laughs> so, Shovel, t- real quickly, talk to us. You are a, a distance hiker by background, right? I mean, you've hiked some long trails, correct? This uh, this past summer, my girlfriend Stumble and I hiked the Appalachian Trail. Not all of it. Oh, here she is. Stumble, say hi. Hi, guys. Hey, Stumble. Hey. She just, hey. she just stumbled in. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, I see what you did there. she stumbled into the room. Nice. <laughs> So yeah, we we uh, we set out of the Appalachian Trail this summer. We got through Pennsylvania, uh, and I I've been leading some backpacking trips for uh, local college around here for a couple of years. But oh, as far cool. as like distance hiking, yeah, the AT was my my intro. Uh, nice. nice. So you're yep. a long distance hiker, and you work at a an award winning yeah. beer place. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good yeah. combo. Sounds like a dream job. It does. It, yeah, yeah, you know, it sucks. My job sucks. I have to sell beer. Right. So, so real- yeah, what, what exactly do you do for Perrin? So, my technical title is brand manager. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. That's what you are, Cactus? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a beer buyer and a brand manager. Sweet. Very oh, nice. Okay. So, so, Stumble, what's up, dog? Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I maintain relationships between the brewery and eight of our distributors, as well as any of our accounts that sell our beer, whether that be draft or package. Okay. okay. Cool. And then so you I do a lot of pet takeovers, beer tastings. Yeah. Uh, I hang out. I tell you why Perrin's awesome, and I buy you a beer. That nice. is a hell of a job. That, that is a good grief. job. That's, that's amazing. And now you guys are going to get the trail show bump. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna really, it's gonna increase my business. I'm gonna need like hats or something. Maybe. Do you guys have any stickers by chance? Oh, oh, oh no, no, we, we got, got something better orange, for you. We got something better for you. Oh, do we have stickers? We yes. do have stickers. Disco, tell him about the stickers. They. <laughs> well, <laughs> so tell him about I, the stickers, man. Come on, tell him. I think Just we should use send your him voice. Some there are special edition oh, blood yeah. orange IPA hey, stickers. Uh, <laughs> shovel. We actually have some. Trail Blood show. orange IPA red stickers. And Bar- barrel aged. We are <laughs> barrel aged stickers. <laughs> yeah, they've literally been in the bottom of a barrel, like sitting in. My Wait, life. I have a serious they don't question. Stick anymore, but I have a well, serious hold, hold, hold question. On, one second. Serious D-Lo? question. Just shovel. D-Lo? Just after because P-O-D, after P O is done flapping. Just P O D. Keep flapping. <laughs> when you're done flapping, I have a serious question. Just because you raise your hand doesn't mean you get to Keep speak. Keep flapping. You need I have to a wait question. for the you have attention to have a of everyone in the room. Please flap. Please flap. I have a question. Uh, we actually have some trail show bottle caps, and we were talking about how it would be really cool if we could get 
a brewery to do a run of trail show beers with the trail show bottle caps and perhaps our trail show labor, like a collaboration of sorts. Mm. Maybe between Cactus and Shovel, they could collaboration. collaborate and come up with... <laughs> An even bigger That's collaboration. That's a huge ask, P.O.D. Yeah. <laughs> Shovel less Rochambeau and see, <laughs> and see, and who see loses. which brewery has to do it. Okay, okay, I have my serious question okay. now. All right, Shovel, you're at, you're at a liquor store. It's a Friday night. <clears throat> People are coming in. Whoa, they're buying beer. You, um, <clears throat> you are there <clears throat> as the parent representative. Set the stage. <clears throat> Set the stage. Do you though. give away a free beer to the people right if they buy a six-pack of beer? Don't feed them after midnight. No. <laughs> you no. do not. And tell me why you do not. You give them a glass. The prohibits that. Who does? Oh. Wait, who does? Uh, the, uh, Michigan Liquor Control. Ah, oh, that's so awful. Is this because of Orrin Hatch? No, it's because oh. of somebody in Michigan. It's because of Betsy DeVoe. <gasps> yes. It's because of Betsy DeVoe. Thanks a lot, Betsy. You can tell us. You can tell us. This We're is, very upset even about if it's not Betsy her fault, let's just, no, I'm just get you. This is, a, this is a common law. So I just, want, I just want to say that um, <laughs> when I go to a liquor store on a Friday night to buy a six-pack of beer and there is a representative from, the, from a brewery, a distributor, a brand manager, what have you, a Rochambeau, if you will. Um, I will. That guy, I say to him, I don't want a glass, but if I buy some of your beer, will you give me a beer? And a lot of the times they say no, and I say, that's too bad. But sometimes they say, yeah, and sometimes they do give me a beer if I buy one of their beers. So I just want, I'm just curious if you and Cactus here want to discuss and, and inform our listeners of the nuances of just explain the nuances of that situation Good to the Lord customer. <laughs> the customer, why can't why can't you guys just give me a beer if I buy a six pack of your beer? What's the deal? Sounds like it's prohibited in Michigan. What's the deal? I mean, it's kind of prohibited in Michigan. I can give you like two ounce samples. You can give me samples so I could have a sip. So, is there a limit on the number of samples I can have? But here in Colorado, cactus, I some some well, of these people will give yes, me a beer. Crank um, well, does it all the time. So there's there's. There's licensing issues for for a liquor store to have uh, a beer distributor or a brewery in to give you a tasting. They have a, they actually have to have a tasting license. Oh. So they have to have a license to even let someone in there to give you alcohol. So I'm sure Michigan is the same way that it's highly regulated. Um, so that the representatives of the breweries would love to give you beer. They'd love to give you cases of beer, <laughs> but they but they can't. Um, yeah. Oftentimes, they're prohibited from doing so, but they'd love to get you to taste the beer and purchase the beer uh, at the liquor store. And um, so there's, there's laws in the way, but the guys that, that are out there selling beer that are, like, putting in their extra time, they're usually salespersons. And, and, uh, so I got a yeah. scenario for you here. Let's say that it's Halloween and you're a beer rep. What kind of mask are you wearing? Uh, you're, actually, <laughs> you're actually wearing a Duff Man costume you get all the beer you want so could you then <laughs> as like part of your costume not as part of your beer representative position oh you're saying if be you able to like distribute beer from like your your duff man costume all right, all right, I, I, I gotta bring this back yeah, to shovel back to okay shovel okay but please disregard like the last Sorry. 10 minutes of it can't of be done the answer is that it can't be done Sh- shovel can you so pod and i have definite plans to come up to grand rapids and visit Perrin Brewing next time we're in Michigan. Can you paint a picture for our listeners of what the brewery looks like? Like, is there a, a tasting room? Do you guys have a, I don't know, a deck? Is there, is there games? Like, talk to us about what the brewery looks like. Cornhole. Yeah, sure. 
So we are located about 10 miles north of Grand Rapids. That's right, in uh, Comstock Park, right? Comstock Park, you nailed it. Uh, Boom, so bam. Grand, it's been voted Beer City USA. Whoa! 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 Dude, stop. Oh, do, 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 stop! Come on, where's the air horn? Beer City <laughs> USA. So you're in the middle of Beer City, but if you go 10 minutes north and you just get outside of the city, it's all farmland, and then you find Parent Brewing Company, huh. like right where the city meets the farmland. So it doesn't feel like there should be a brewery there, and then you just turn around a corner, and there's a big old brewery in the middle of a field. Nice. That sounds yeah. cool. I, totally I, great. Pull in. Uh, if it's summertime, we've got our, our big doors open. Yes. Uh, a patio that looks out to the outdoors. Uh, inside, it's super industrial. Uh, super tall ceilings. We've got shuffleboard inside. All oh, of our what? Oh, yeah. Good game. Nice. All of our foods made out of a trailer. We actually brought like oh, a I love trailer food to our building and then just sealed it in. This yeah. sounds like the perfect place for some camping. Are you, do you allow drinkers to also camp right there in the field? <laughs> on the grounds? <laughs> yeah. I, Maybe I'm some cots for it, you guys. I'm okay. We've we've got a big old backyard that we have fun with, and uh, there's no reason someone couldn't set a tent yes. up there. Yeah, let's have a ruck. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Michigan ruck. Yeah. yeah. Michigan yeah. beer and backpacking ruck. That's I right. Love it. North Central ruck right there. Now, Pretty how many great. how many beers do you guys have on tap at any given time? Any given time, we're looking at 15 to 20 different beers. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a hell of a flight. That's this good. is this And is, how, how many of those good. are like uh, tasting room only? Over half. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, what's yeah, your right around half of them, I would say. What's your favorite one that that's on tap right now? Favorite one on tap right now is Triangulation. Ooh, Ooh. What is that? That is a collaboration beer we did with Oscar Blues and Cigar City Brewing out of Florida. What? 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 And what's great is it's also oh. a navigation technique. Hey, Shovel. I know. Shovel, what? I got I got to tell you that Cigar City was a former Trail Show Brewery of the Year winner a couple yes, years was. ago. And Oscar, uh, Oscar yes. Blues is going to win next year. So no, no, awesome. no, no. They don't give us anything. They get nothing. <laughs> they get nothing. I've actually got a Cigar City t-shirt at home. Yeah? What? Yeah, yeah you, I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. I have a Broncos t-shirt. Who are the Broncos? Coming back to what you guys got on tap. Now, we you've sent us a lot of parents' offerings. Just off the top of your head, what other beers do you guys have that we haven't tasted? Because I feel like we've had, I mean, we've had a little Grizz. We we've haven't. had 98 Problems IPA. We've had the PYP Chocolate Bock now. But we didn't have the collaboration beer, did we? No, no, With no. no. That's City? new, right? That is new, yeah. That hasn't hit the market yet. That'll be another two weeks before it actually hits the public. It's a real oatmeal stout. Has it been uh, on your website oh, wow. for a while, though? Uh, or is it, there another yeah, one? It, it, it does have some online presence right now. Okay, because yep. I feel like I specifically saw that one on the website. It was a collaboration with Cigar City that I was like, ooh. I think I saw it on their Instagram feed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Could yep. be. What do you guys have in store for 2017? I mean, I, I know or that even, yeah. you guys are going to be brewing more great beer, as you already do, but anything to look forward to maybe in the summer or, or beyond? Oh, man. Super excited about um, our next bomber coming out is an Imperial Red that Ooh. we blended with Cabernet Sauvignon grape juice and aged in Merlot barrel. Hey, now. That sounds kinky. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, I cannot tell you how strange it is that you said that, though, because the label <laughs> on it. Uh, the beer is called Caesar's Gimp. 
Yeah, yeah, the label has a guy in a gimp suit and uh, like in like a Roman Colosseum kind of feel to it. It's a uh, oh my goodness! Wow, that's pretty I'm, cool. Uh, I'm into kinky beer. Yeah, that one's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yep. All right, well, Pod. What else? Uh, while we've got shovel on the line, what else, Perrin? Do we need to talk? I, I was going to ask you. I know this is a little like overdone in Michigan, but I was just wondering if you guys ever do anything with the whole Michigan cherry scene. We have. Uh, that's funny that you bring that up. We have. We've done a, um, a cherry sour in the past. Okay. We call it the Traverse City Cherry. Yep. Uh, Capital Cherry Sour. Um, and there's a, a new beer that we're coming out with this year that we haven't gone official with yet, so I can't tell you anything about it, but maybe cherries have something to do with it. Ooh. Ooh. So, so when you are ready to uh, oh, say yeah. something about it, you're, you're going you're gonna to send us a little uh, little teaser, right? Top yeah, secret. Soon, oh, yeah. Can you oh, tell yeah. me if it would be out this summer, maybe in June? I okay. think it would probably be available in June. Okay. Good, okay. Good, good to know. Planning my trips now. Yep. Planning our next trip to Michigan already. That's right. Oh, can I can I come with you guys? Sure, you're Let's, tiny. Uh, we're actually <laughs> just going to rent a short bus, and you're we're all going to go. So, I I know a guy that owns a farm just north of Perrin Brewing. We Ooh. can play with their goats. It will be great. Really? We're, Are you what? serious? I'm totally serious. We'll what? camp. We'll camp there, and we'll go hang no. out with shovel. We'll get super drunk. It'll be super fun. Uh, awesome. I'm in. And then we can Let's sleep go. on the cots right outside of Perrin Brewery. That's right. <laughs> That's this is camp right. at Perrin Brewing. You guys have yeah. breakfast at your brewery? <laughs> yeah. You guys do any like at sausage like 10 and eggs? Or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any twelve thirty yeah, breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> yeah, any brunch offerings? Fire I mean, up that trailer a little early. <laughs> How early do you guys open anyway? We open at 11 a.m., but there I can probably figure out a way for us to eat. Well, yeah, if we stay good. up till well, 6 a.m., I mean, we, just, we just won't wake up until 11 a.m. It'll be all trust right. Trust me, June in Michigan, you're going to wake up before 11. <laughs> Not you're sleeping you're outside. Enough. Yeah, yes, or you'll be dead. Um, any, do you guys have any other questions for uh, parents? I was just wondering uh, how many ounces of magic you put in that uh, that IPA that we just awarded you that uh, to that little award. That Blackberry IPA, incredible. That, that was so good. I mean, like when we talked about what we were going to do for beer of the year, it, I don't even think there was much of a discussion. Yeah. I think it was pretty much... Uh, it was unanimous. Yeah, this is the first year that we canned that, and it oh. blew um, We are thrilled with how, how happy everybody uh it's delicious. Are you in the bathtub? Yeah, what what are we hearing back there? We heard some water or something. Are, are you, you taking pouring, a bubble bath? You pouring beers? What's going on? No, my my kittens are making noise. It might be <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't know you were in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Took it Talk to a whole, kinky. whole other level there. Shovel, the thing I can tell you about the Blackberry IPA is that not only did the IPA lovers in our group love it, but the non-IPA lovers loved it. Yeah, I loved that, it. That's it me. was across yeah. the board a winner with everybody. And yep. gosh, I feel like I could sit down and have six of those and not even blink an eye. Oh man, I I I, I, I took one sip of it, and before I knew it, like everything that I had in my glass was gone. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was so just drinkable. Like, I need more. And this is this is a trend that I love in the beer world. Um, working in the in the beer industry, I love that fruit beers are becoming more accessible. They, they, they were uh, kind of forgotten or, or, or almost uh, thought they were kind of 
Say it. Girly beers. Girly beers. And now just the variety of beers you can get out there with just such great flavors. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's yeah, great. It I love this trend. Yeah. And, and the Blackberry IPA is incredible. It's fantastic. Well, Shovel, yeah. I, you know, the brewery, the brewery is Parent Brewing Company. The Trail Show 2016 Brewer of the Year. The beer is the Blackberry IPA, the Trail Show 2016 Beer of the Year. And the man is Shovel. And Stumble, his girlfriend. And Stumble. And the cats. And the cats. And the cats. And the cats. Tell her. Yes. And what, what are the cats' names? The cats' names are Aria and Sansa. Ha! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice. Dark. Uh, Shovel, do you have anything else you want that we didn't cover? Or anything? Uh, you know, I do have a quick question. Yeah. Um, okay. It's somewhat for Delo, somewhat for everybody. <laughs> okay. Yes. Are you drunk Hold on, let's wake him up. Um, ask I, a hiker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You got a question? I do have a question. Yeah, we can, we so, can jump ahead. Uh, thank goodness. Thank you so much. I was, no I was problem, waiting. man. I'm always ready. I'm always open to ask a hiker questions. Make him chug a beer first. <laughs> I, I can do that too. I got one of these chocolate box right in you front know, of me. I'm, I'm going to take a drink right now. I'm going to okay. do I'm going to, I'm going to slam the rest of this chocolate box. Do it. Do it. Do it. D-Lo. 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 Poop your pants. I'm not actually going to slam your plunger. 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 I'm gonna pour some into my. Okay, sip slowly. All right, you got a question? Let's do this. Just a sip. So the first week of April, Stumble and I are gonna go out to Utah, and we're gonna do some backpacking in southern Utah. Yeah, never been there before. Uh, I know I want to go to Zion, but what what do we recommend? What kind of trails? Uh, we've got one week. Southern Utah, what are your recommendations? I have no recommendations because I do not know anything about what? Utah. I'll, yeah, ju- I really don't. I'll jump it. in with I some really recommendations. Yeah, Go ahead. Okay, yeah. For Southern Utah, if you're going to do Zion, um, I would recommend the Angels Landing tra- uh, Trail. It is a yeah. tourist trail for absolute certain, but it is absolutely awesome. Sunrise. Especially it. at the, yeah. yeah, sunrise would be would be pretty fantastic. Oh, Sunset. Yeah. But it is an amazing, like the amount of exposure at the top, and it, it, you just can't beat the views up there. So definitely hit that one. One of my favorite short hikes in, uh, in Zion uh, is actually the Hidden Canyon. You go up into sort of like a little slot canyon deal, um, oh, cool. and that's pretty neat. And definitely, if you can, if you can get it, and you're cool with like walking through water, if you can get a uh, a permit to hike the Narrows, that is definitely Zion, like yeah. bucket list level hike. So um, there's also like the 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 rim trails, which are pretty cool. And I will moderate. Well, let's see. Uh, the first hand up was Disco for the second. Uh, okay, shovel. Next I, up, Cactus. I, I got to vote for uh, Buckskin Gulch, which is yep. over near Kanab. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely. right on the Arizona Utah border. And also in that same area is a little rock formation called the Wave. And if you are more lucky than POD and I at getting a lottery uh, ticket or whatever it is to get a permit to go into the Wave, then you will see an incredible rock formation. But yeah, Buckskin Gulch and the Wave down near Kanab. Yeah, there's also the uh, the Coral Pink Sands State Park, I think it's called. Huh. I forget, but it's like Pink Sands. It's pretty cool. Moving over to Cactus next. Oh, sure. A shovel I would recommend if, if you're playing around that Utah-Arizona border. Um, the whole north rim of the Grand Canyon, if you get into that Kaibab National Forest, um, there's some great stuff there. Uh, the Nanquip Trail. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, sketchy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some cool, st- awesome. cool stuff in there. You take it all the way down to the river bottom and... 
It's, think, it's right above Marble Canyon, so it's the southern or you know other end of the Grand Canyon. I was going to recommend um, POD uh, Goblin Valley. Is that what it's called? No, Goblin yeah. State Park, and also the GGT, which is uh, the Grand Gulch Trail. The Grand Gulch Trail, and it's uh, it goes through twenty twenty one miles. Twenty one miles, and it goes through like thirteen cliff 13 dwellings, thirteen intact cliff, cliff dwellings that are really cool. What? Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, and it and it is not near. I can't even tell you what town it's near because it's, it's not near, near Mexican a town. Hat, isn't it? I mean, ish. no, no, yeah? it, it's oh. near Bullet Canyon. So <laughs> okay. look okay. that up. So shovel, you've just heard from everybody but me because I don't go to Utah much, <laughs> and everybody but me know had some fantastic suggestions. So when you are listening to this trail through episode. On your earbuds at the brewery when you're walking around brewing beer and, you know, doing that thing. <laughs> that beer thing. Pause. Pause it. When this comes up, pause it, get the notebook, and jot them down, and you're good to go. Boom. There it is. I, I'll also say that if you happen to go through Colorado City, just keep the windows up and drive. Yeah. Just don't stop. Or or stop and get a couple wives. Yeah. yeah that's true. I guess that's an option, too. Uh, one other thing I'll say, depending on like where you're flying in and out of, is there's a little-known place uh, in Utah that's called uh, Petrified Forest State Park, oh, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's really small. The trail takes like maybe an hour to hike, but it has some of the most amazing petrified logs. And I'm not talking about like, little sticks. I'm talking about like big, thick logs. Of petrified wood, and they are gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. All right. Well, I think we uh, we offered some good suggestions there. So I just want to recap again. Congrats on winning the uh, brewery of the year and yeah, beer of the the year. And thanks again for all of this the selections that you've sent to us twice yeah, now. Seriously, so they've been delicious, really excellent. It. And, and shovel. I'm glad to hear it. It's been our pleasure. Uh, thank you for drinking our beer. We appreciate yeah. it. Oh, the pleasure is ours, sir. Yes, definitely. But, Shovel, I was going to say, if, if you don't mind, I, I run my own kind of award ceremony, so send me some beer. <laughs> and I, I have great awards to give out, and I guarantee They're the best awards. <laughs> the best awards. Huge. Huge awards. Huge awards. We He's can even make you a trophy. Oh, moving that left hand just like anyway, somebody we're not going to talk that's about. That's right. So thanks again for that, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this summer when we're in Michigan as well. All right. Looking forward to it myself. All right, All right man. Shovel. Thanks, Thanks so much. much. Have a good night. Yeah. Ciao. You too. Thanks. Big winner. Adios. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Shovel from Parent Brewing Company. And we've got to go to break. When we come back, I swear we're going to do Trail of the Month. <laughs> and we're also going to talk to a gentleman from the Montana Conservation Corps. All right. Ooh. Don't go anywhere. This is Bobcat, and I never listen to the trail show. That was Bobby, and you're going to hear from him later. Oh, that's right. In the show. Bobby. But now, oh, snap. Bobby's not happy. Now we're going to give a call to Cliff Kipp with the Montana Conservation Corps to learn about exactly what MCC's doing and uh, see what they've got on their agenda for this year. All right. Are you down with MCC? Yeah, you, you know, know me. Hey, Cliff. Greetings. 
Hey. Oh, <laughs> greetings and salutations. He played a trick on us. Hey, Cliff, it's Disco P.O.D. Special D.Lo Cactus in a Roo from the Trail Show. How are you doing? I'm doing real well. How are you all doing? Oh, we're just happy to be here. I'm at like a 9.5, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're doing oh, quite well. We've been, we've been sampling a few beers this evening, but we'll try to, you know, we'll try to keep everything uh, above board for this interview. Please, no inappropriate comments. <laughs> <laughs> Never, send, not here. I've my delicate sensibilities. Uh, <laughs> so we should give our listeners a little bit of backstory. So our good friend Dirtmonger, which folks have heard on the last two shows, he put us in touch with you, Cliff Kipp, from the Montana Conservation Corps. And help, help explain something to me. Was was Dirtmonger, like, were, were you in charge of Dirtmonger at some point? Or did you just find him in the woods somewhere? <laughs> yeah, well, how, how, what's the relationship there? <laughs> well, as you know, nobody is in charge of Dirtmonger. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Good but, point. Uh, no, no, he worked, uh, he worked in our Billings office, and, um, <clears throat> and I work, I, now I work in our Calisto office. We used to have a great falls office, which is where I started with MCC. But I think when he and I got to know each other, um, he was working in, in Billings and I was working in Kalispell. And so we would see each other at, uh, you know, statewide events, um, at trainings, things like that. And, um, we were naturally inclined to hang out cause we're both rad dudes. And <laughs> oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that dude, I mean, he was just like, uh, kind of quintessential hard worker, you know, great spirit, wonderful positivity, and you know, out to have a real good time in this world. Um, tilt and mode. Work his butt off, and yeah, that's yeah. hashtag that, tilt mode. That sounds like the dirt monger we know. Like, just out of curiosity, how long ago was this? Like, what year are we talking? Oh, uh, we're talking two thousand four, two thousand five. Oh wow! Oh, baby dirt monger. Oh, yeah, over a decade he's ago. He's a little guy. So cute. Yeah. Oh. Well, he he still he was still six foot five. So well, I mean, he was not, born six foot five. So. Not that little. <laughs> Came out of his mama like that. So Cliff, talk to us. Talk, talk to us a little bit about Montana Conservation Corps. What what is the mission of MCC? What do you guys do? What's what's your goal? Tell us about MCC. Well, thank you for asking. Our, our mission is to inspire young people through hands-on conservation service to be leaders, stewards of the land, and engage citizens who improve their communities. Uh, pretty lofty goal. Yeah. Um, we, we aim to achieve that goal uh, through numerous uh, conservation projects or you know, natural resource projects community service project. So as much as we like to talk about the miles of trails that we dig or improve or the, you know, tens of thousands of trees that we plant or the, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of debris that we dispose of, um, those those projects are really the vehicle for our greater mission, which is just instilling in young adults a sense of uh, kind of ownership and accountability. And, um, and we get to preach about things like leadership and um, leave no trace and uh, LNT that, that folks LNT sorry uh, I got excited you know, hope that folks yeah that's okay man I, I get it I get it it's a great legacy MTC celebrating its 25th year right now um, so we're actually heading in, heading into our 26th we started in 1991 um, just as a summer youth employment program and uh it grew once once we started tapping into americorps dollars in the 
uh, in like 93 or something like that. Um, excuse me, I'm burping because I'm drinking beer also. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, the way it's supposed to be. That's right. Um, like it. What, so, what are you drinking? So then we, uh, you know, I've never, so I've been, honestly, I've been on a little bit of hiatus. Uh, it's kind of like the, um, I didn't realize this, but it makes a lot of sense that people usually take breaks from drinking in January. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I did that too. Uh, and, uh, I've been pretty good about it. Um, but my wife's cousins came to eat dinner recently and they brought like this 12er of, uh, the voodoo ranger. And I've been, you know, I, I'm okay with the ranger. I like the ranger, but, yeah. um, it's a little bit like once you get on like four or five of them, it's really bears down on you. The yeah. headache, I think. <laughs> and, so, um, yeah. and so, uh, I had my eye on it. I did not partake that evening that they, that they came to dine with us. However, I saw it in the supermarket today and I said, if I want to talk about trails, on a trail and beer show, I better be drinking some beer. So, <laughs> well, we're glad and, uh, that you abided by the uh, the rules and regulations of the trail show. Yeah, That's right. Thank you, Cliff. Yeah. And are you on number five or six or seven or how deep are you? <laughs> you know, I'm only on number two because oh. I'm oh. dealing with a little bit of a head cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm slowing slowing down my old age. I'm trying to I'm trying to recalibrate. That's really what this is about. Absolutely. Uh, I'm to recalibrate. It's very important. <laughs> very I'm important. Sure all, all, all my uh, MCC friends and family are really proud of me right now. <laughs> well, they should be. We, you, you, you're going to make them huge. That's right. Now, now, can you talk to us a little bit about, um, you, you mentioned trail work and, and miles of trail. And, like, what do you guys have in store for 2017? Like, what kind of work um, is MCC going to be accomplishing this year? Cool. So, um, you know, MCC, we have a, a headquarters in Bozeman. Montana, and yeah. then uh, also a, a regional office there, and then we have regional offices in Helena, Missoula, and then where I am up in Kalispell. And each regional office has a different smattering of projects. Some, you know, tend to do more, uh, say, invasive eradication or you know efforts toward eradication, spraying, hand pulling, mapping, that sort of thing. Some of our offices. Um, are <clears throat> prone to doing much more backcountry trail maintenance. I've got two crews that spend three months uh, in the just stationed back in the Bob Marshall Wilderness. Wow, um, and that sounds like a sweet so, gig. Oh man, it is. It's it's like the thing of legends, you know. Like there's there's <laughs> very there are very few things like that that exist. Um, opportunities like that that exist in the world today, and mm-hmm. you know, Kings Canyon. Those guys at uh, the California Conservation Corps have a very storied program. Their backcountry trails program is storied, and I think we're I think we're right there. I mean, we got crews that spend you know all season in the Frank Church. Um, so so anyway, like to back to your to your question, each each office does a little something different, but um, we've got. Crew, like vets crews that do fuels work. We've got single site placements we call conservation interns. So they might be, you know, looking at uh, invasive uh, quagga mussels or, um, you know, Wait, what, a what now? Did you just say Did quagga you, muffle? Are you watching Harry quagga Potter muffle? right now? Don't those after a No, it's, it's yeah, a real definitely. thing. It's a real it's a real thing. People are freaking out about it. Uh, Glacier National Park closed its waters to boats this fall uh, for fear of introducing the intrepid quagga mussel. Uh, oh, muscle. Okay. All right. Okay. I think we had a connectivity issue there. Okay. Keep going. 
<laughs> no, I think it was oh. the beer. I don't think it was a connectivity I, issue. I, I heard, think it's I the heard beer. Muffle, and I, was I know. Like, yeah. you, guys, <laughs> you guys have been drinking those parent beers, man. I know, man. They're too good. <laughs> yeah, what, okay. are you guys, what are you guys drinking? Oh, oh my God. Everything. Everything. What are we not drinking? Sam Adams, Perrin. Uh, what else? We've, we got, we've got beers from three different... Four. Uh, four different breweries, seven different or states. Eighteen. To, no, I, what what we, we need is what we need is water. We need yeah. some good, clean Montana water. Right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> or you some of that Montucky. <laughs> yeah, Montucky. Hey, hey. So, um, anyway, let me let me try to answer this question. Okay, cool, cool. Question. All right. So we have we have, we got vets crews. We got single site placements. We got middle school crews. We got oh, uh, teenage cool. crews. Um, and then we've got our our bread and butters, like our young adult crews. Uh, you know, 18 to 30 year olds. And uh, we're going to be doing historic preservation in national parks. We're going to be doing all kinds of tra- uh, trail work. We're doing a lot of landscape work, like fuels and tree planting. Yeah. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that right, right this time of year, we don't really have the whole the full slate of projects figured out. That many, uh, you know, many agencies with whom we work uh, haven't figured out their budgets, so they don't really know what the high priority projects are, where they're going to spend their money uh, this coming year. Once once that starts to happen in the next couple months. Uh, We'll have a much better picture, specifically um, about what about what our crews will be doing. But you can bet uh, you can bet on some backcountry trail maintenance for yeah. sure, and you can bet some some folks will be spending some time on the CDT, and folks will be spending some yeah. time oh, on yeah. PNT also. Oh, yeah. nice! Excellent. Shout out to the Continental Divide Trail and Pacific Northwest. So I actually have a couple of questions for you. Um, first is uh, like, how many bodies are you going to actually have out this year? Do you even have like a ballpark figure for that yet? Sure. So this year, uh, it's probably our largest year yet. Um, <clears throat> we'll probably have like 320 AmeriCorps participants uh, that we field, and that's a that's a mix of crew leaders who do a longer term of service um, and and core members who do about five months, and then. Um, on top of that, you know, I want to say like somewhere in the range of like 150 youth volunteers. Um, so uh, our youth. Our youth right now don't they don't get paid. They volunteer with us for you know four weeks or or less. Um, they get a cash a cash award, but um, like two hundred bucks. But it's really about experience, right? Um, yeah. Whereas our AmeriCorps participants, they earn like a they get a living stipend and an education award. Um, so you know somewhere upwards around like five hundred folks uh, that we put on the ground uh, doing real good work out in this whole in this whole area. You know we don't just work in Montana. We work in North Dakota, Wyoming. Utah, oh yeah, Idaho. so your name sort of uh, betrays that fact a little bit. Hey? You're multi-state. You wouldn't, you you know, wouldn't we, guess it. Yeah. Okay. We so it, we kicked around, you know, ideas. But I mean, like the the core, one of the premier cores in Colorado, Southwest Conservation Corps. Uh, you know, they they kind of changed their name because they have they run like an Eastern Tennessee Corps, and then mm-hmm. they run like a you know thing a job in uh, in Arizona. So they're they're conservation legacy. They're they're no longer um, just Southwest Conservation Corps. Although gotcha. I think the office in Salida. You guys are gotcha. in Salida or Crested Butte? So well, Salida? we're actually doing the show from Boulder tonight. Yeah. So I kind of have like oh, a follow up question yeah. to that, which is that I heard the word volunteer in there. And I'm just wondering, like, if if somebody wanted to, maybe they wanted to come out and, and maybe get involved with some trail work or, or check out some projects that you all are doing that maybe they can get involved with, uh, whether locals or somebody that wants to do, like, a little working trail maintenance kind of vacation, uh, where might they be able to sort of get involved with you all? 
Yeah, we would love to have, if people are interested in volunteering with our crews, we are all about it. Um, so we'll cover their food. Uh, we'll help, we'll help get them out to the crew and back. Uh, we can help them out with gear, all of that kind of thing. There are also, um, particularly in Montana, but elsewhere too, groups that are, their whole mission is around getting volunteers um, out working in the woods. So the, there's a Bob Marshall Wilderness Foundation. Uh, there's a Absaroki Beartooth Wilderness Foundation. There's a um, Selway Bitterroot Frank Church Wilderness Foundation. So yeah. those groups, there's the, even the, C, you know, the CBTA um, has a couple different organizations. Up here, Montana Wilderness Association has taken on the stewardship of um, specifically of the CDT. Uh, but yeah, there, there are all kinds of groups out there that folks can look up and they, you know, just pick your state. And, cool. Um, so and I'm assuming like then, MCC's got something on the website so that if people want to volunteer, they can go and click on like a volunteer's link or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they should just they should just pick a regional office and call the folks there because the the people at the regional office will know many more specifics about project locations and timing and that sort of thing. It's not it's not a thing that we promote a lot because uh, it's kind of not our it's not our stated jam, but yeah. it is something that we that we like to do. And there have been lots of instances where people have come out and volunteered with us and turned around and became a member later on. So All right. um, excellent. We'll, yeah, we'll go ahead and post some links to some of that stuff. Cliff, I got one more question for you tonight here. Um, I got a couple uh, couple projects down here in Boulder, Colorado, and I know it's your off-season, um, and you might be a little bit low <laughs> on the volunteers right about now. So I'm just wondering if do you guys travel, and if so, would you happen to travel <laughs> to Boulder, Colorado? Um, basically, I, I need some holes dug, and I, I, I need a, lot, a fair amount of uh, turf lawn excavated. And it seems like you guys would be a, a great crew to kind of come down to my house and do this. Is this something you guys, the MCC, might do? You know, we uh, given that we're we're federally publicly funded, uh, we don't. We what? don't do work in the interest of individuals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the, actually, my house is my house is a, a uh, it's a historic preservation. No, no, uh, no, 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 it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's like a public hostel. <laughs> more uh, like a flop wow. house. More that like a, a suburb, or perhaps on the, the Mexican border. Uh, That's true. I, I, just, yeah. I just thought I'd ask Cliff because it sounds like you guys have some landscaping skills, and I need some. And I need some. Oh, indeed, man. I need some I dirt it. removed. Basically, is what it comes <laughs> out to. Do that. We can move. <laughs> we can move dirt. We can move dirt for days. If you want to uh, take my digits down, and let's we can bring this conversation offline. I'm oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no! I can't do that. Dude. You know, the trail show is a uh, the trail show is a public entity, and so is the MCC. So all of our conversations. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to keep things transparent. <laughs> Sorry. So hundred percent, hundred percent transparency. I just thought I'd try. I just thought I'd try. Hey, hey Cliff, don't worry about it. Nilo, <laughs> Nilo tries to get anyone that knows anything about trail work. He tries to get them to come to his house and like. Build Build rock walls and, and use San, San Angelo bar. In and fact, uh, Clay <laughs> Jacobson, who works for the uh, Clay, didn't Ida- do any Idaho work in my Centennial house. Trail Association. Clay did nothing in my house. Stayed at Delo's house, and Delo tried to coerce him into a work for stay. Yeah. He did nothing the next day. Yeah, Let it be known that Cliff. Clay did nothing. Clay, if you're listening, you did nothing. Cliff it, it, <laughs> did not earn your stay. Clay told us that uh, he woke up and Delo had put like a Pulaski under his pillow as like a subtle hint. <laughs> <laughs> and not so subtle. Yeah, yeah. Because you know I got a Pulaski, I got a San Angelo bar, well, and I got axes. I got all the tools, man. You and your crew are welcome on my house anytime. 
I just want to <laughs> let you know that, okay? <laughs> hey, I don't... I don't know you, man. I don't know you, but I know if you you've got all the tools, I got if you've all got the all the tools, tools, you can figure out how to use them. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you think I don't know how to use them? You would think so, right? <laughs> you would think I don't know how to use my tools, man. Hey, hey, I, do wanna, I, I do want to plug. There's, please. I'm, from, I'm, from the, I'm from the Springs. I'm from Colorado Springs. So come oh, here. Oh, word, up, a, word up. A great opportunity to uh, see my mom. And mm. uh, uh, also relative to uh colorado there's some really really great cores uh unlike <laughs> unlike montana colorado has like like 11 or 12 cores that are all kind of competing yeah. for similar projects and in montana we're we're like the only game in town so <laughs> right. uh, we get to we get to do all kinds of really awesome conservation and, and monopoly like before, you know well, yeah we go well and we can spread beyond our borders cliff that's um, a there's, you know, fantastic idea i'll i'll tap some of those cores to come down to boulder <laughs> and like help me excavate my yeah. next uh there flagstone patio this is fantastic hey man mile high youth court mile yeah, high youth court dude, in I could Denver. Have like, and then and then God. larimer county larimer county uh yeah. shout out not to, far away uh, shout out to fort collins fort yeah. Bond, yeah, what not up? far away Hey, Cliff, Fort real quick, fun, baby. B- before we have to let you skedaddle, um, when we were talking offline... Oh, for real? Yeah, I know, it? I know. The, the time flies. Like, we've already been at it for almost 20 minutes. But I, real quickly, that's, you well, mentioned... That's, that's horse pucky, dude. I saw the, <laughs> I saw the dirt mongers... Dirtmonger's show was like four hours long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, that guy, you know, he gets on a microphone and, and he's like homeboy Sam, man. Yeah, he, but he, he, just, was, he goes crazy. He was actually in studio. So if you want to come up here and be in studio oh, with yeah, us, yeah, we always give in uh, studio you can be, more time. Cliff, you can be you on could, the show the whole time Cliff. and you can earn your stay at Delo's house. Work for stay at my house, man. <laughs> yeah. I got flexed on patios. I got to dig post holes, man. Cliff, <laughs> come on, man. I got to remove I'm turf. In. You're in. Next trip. It. Yeah, let's do it, Cliff. Cliff, can I ask Next you, though, about the Pacific Northwest Trail? I know you mentioned it earlier, and you said you guys, um, the, the MCC's done some work on the PNT. What have you guys done? Yeah. Is it building trail or just maintaining what's already there? Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, what an awesome project that is. What a cool a cool trail uh, to, to see that come together. Um, maybe if I'm lucky, someday I'll, be, I'll get to hike it. But uh, we have done, uh, so far, we've, we've done a little bit of route finding. So uh, our, our staff have been tapped uh, because the national forest entities that have the trail crossing uh, crossing their pro- property have, um, you know, they kind of reached capacity and they see us as a resource um, for route finding and for, you know, trail design and stuff. So, um, so and then I don't know, we're not talking miles and miles of trail. We're yeah. talking, you know, small sections outside of Eureka and stuff. But um, so we've done a little bit of that. Uh, we've done a whole lot of uh, scouting the conditions or, you know, inventorying the conditions of the trail. Um, and, uh, and then we've done, yeah, basic, basic maintenance, a lot of retread, uh, fair amount of brushing, fair amount of drainage structures. Um, and, uh, in the, in case of need, you know, we could do turnpikes and, and punchings, but that hasn't, hasn't really come up, uh, where we are, you know, when it, as far as like the what the PNT that that goes through Glacier National Park, that's already like what they would call Class One trail. It's stuff that they're going to maintain because it's a really it's a really popular trail. Uh, but once you get over onto the National Forest, uh, you know, west of the park, um, then it then the the route for the PNT is less popular, and um, and so it doesn't see a lot of traffic, and so um, so we've been able to help them 
bring it up to standard, especially now it's a little more high profile trail. Sure. Uh, so we do, you know, we, we conduct like a national trails day event, uh, with the community of pole bridge and, um, and then, you know, spend a couple send a couple of youth crews out there every year for, uh, you know, just for some basic maintenance. Um, and that's, that's actually, I was thinking about it after we talked last night and that's where the, uh, the bear incident happened. You said you wanted me to tell yeah, us. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's hear about like, this. Ooh. Let's hear it. What do you got? Is that the guy? Yeah. That had his Good. Well, see, this is, I, I had to plant that seed so I could get at least five more minutes on your show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cunning. <laughs> All right, what do you got, yeah. Cliff, the bear uh, incident? Well, no, so... All right, folks, you definitely want to hear Cliff Kipp's bear story, but that is going to have to wait for next month's show as we run out of time this month. Be sure to check back in March for Part B of Show 57. Until then, peace! And I can't help but think that, you know, Trail Show Bob. Don't tell him you're bigger than Jesus. So stumble. What's up, dog? Gol, 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 gol,